Welcome to the Geekly Dose. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Tim Bridgewater and Stephen Nocentelli. Thank you, Jesse. As the man said, this is Geekly Dose. The very first episode, we are extremely excited about that, aren't we, fellas? Very excited. This is our premiere episode of Geekly yeah. Dose, where we're going to talk about um, what's popular, what's good in all things geek. Uh, Preferably on a weekly basis, but we'll see what happens right with that. <laughs> well, that's the geek Lee. Right. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking maybe it's just a cool name. Well, yeah, obviously. But, uh, like, take your geekly dose, kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, basically, we're going to say a couple things about ourselves. This is our first episode, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Um, once again, my name is Tim Bridgewater. I'm an actor, I'm a screenwriter, artist, entrepreneur. I'm not really an entrepreneur, but I just thought I'd add that in there anyway. Um, so, you know, we, for the most part, we all have a little um, knowledge of the topics that we're talking about here. We're not pros by any stretch of the imagination. But, uh, Stephen, you want to take it over and say oh, a couple things yeah. about yourself? This is uh, Stephen Nosentelli. I'm the creator of the webcomic Real Super, which you can read at real-super.com. Got that? Real-super.com. There's probably going to be a couple more little plugs like that throughout the show as they develop. But now we're going to just go through and give you guys an overview of what we're going to kind of discuss for this premiere episode of Geekly Dose. We're going to begin with a dose of geek and entertainment news, things that are just new in the world of entertainment and geek-related activities. We're going to do a movie, well, it won't be a movie review per se this episode because this film hasn't come out yet, but we're going to talk about the Avengers, um, just you know our excitements and thoughts and fears and concerns and Etc. Yes, just of kind concerns. of <laughs> a lot of concerns about that. We're gonna talk about that. Um, that segment will kind of fluctuate depending. Sometimes it'll be reviews. Sometimes it'll be news. Sometimes it'll be thoughts and opinions, mm-hmm. etc. Then we're gonna go to a little interesting uh, segment called preview review. Did I pronounce that right? Uh, or am I, uh... You did your best. <laughs> <laughs> preview uh, review. I'll say yes. that again. Where we, Jesse, uh, producer here, is going to show us uh, two trailers, I believe, and we're going to kind of, Jesse, you want to explain that a little better? Because I'm not even exactly sure. Yeah, yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to show, first I'm going to tell you about this movie. I'm going to tell you the actors, the directors, and uh, give you a a simple plot point. And we're going to kind of predict how this trailer is going to go, where we think the movie is going to be, and decide whether it's a teaser pleaser. Or a trailer failure. <laughs> trailer, trailer failure. Trailer failure. Can you tell yeah, that this one. is the first show? Say that ten yeah. times fast. Yeah. Yeah. We, all, we all need to take a shot before we... Well, it's too late now. We've already started. Oh. Yeah. But as too late saying, for you. <laughs> we will decide uh, whether or not the trailer will be a teaser pleaser or a trailer failure. Yes. And then we're going to go into a game review. Steven's going to take over for that where he's going to be giving us a review of uh, the 3DS release of Resident Evil Revelations. Which I'm, actually, is, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Yeah, that came out uh, just a couple months ago, maybe less. Uh, that long? Wow. Yeah, I guess it came out in January. Okay, cool. Can't wait to hear about that. Big Resident Evil fan, but I've kind of I've been out of the loop a little bit in terms of res- what's going on with Resident Evil, so can't wait to talk about that. And then we're going to go back to another dose of geek and entertainment news um, and close it out with a wrap-up, talk about next week's show, give a couple more plugs, etc. So, let's get into the first segment here. It's going to be uh, entertainment news. All right. Today is Friday. It's March 16th, 2012. And for this news segment and actually for the overall whole show we're kind of going to do a supersized version of the show so we got 
the two mm-hmm. preview reviews whenever normally we're probably going to have one and we're going to mm-hmm. kind of uh get a feel for the whole show but today's good. no time limit today i like that another mm-hmm. thing about today it is ipad day oh. that is a national holiday it is the is third ipad now? from apple released today um double the resolution of the last one expected to sell over a million units in the first 24 hours i believe it now i myself have only used an ipad sparingly i do not own one mm-hmm. uh though I, I wouldn't mind owning one i just i feel like i have enough here with uh, my <laughs> imac and my yeah. laptop and my iphone yeah you would think that you would but i can tell you as an actual owner of an ipad though the first generation ipad so I'm a little left out little there. Behind, yeah, yeah. Uh, it has completely changed uh, my life, uh, more or less. The way that I browse the internet is strictly on the iPad now. It has completely taken over my recreational use of my computer, and uh, it's freeing because at any point I can, you know, be downstairs watching TV with my iPad and not have to worry about getting up and, you know, trying to log on to the internet with my computer because. Log on. Like, oh, I still have a, a dial-up. Dial yeah, <laughs> AOL's not working today. Uh, but you know what I mean. Like, it's 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 very freeing. And, well, you know, all I know is that I'm very extremely jealous of that. Well, uh, you because be. I don't have one. But um, I was talking briefly about this earlier. Is that I was thinking about maybe getting a Kindle Fire just because they're cheaper. I mean, are they even on the same level, really? I mean, it has apps. Uh, not nearly as many as the like billions that Apple has for the iPad. Uh, it has games, like all the popular ones, like Angry Birds. But it is still primarily a Kindle, which means it's still primarily you know for, for books reading and books. And right. if, if that's not really what you want it for, uh, you could still get an iPad and download the Kindle app for free and oh, well, <laughs> still be able to read your Kindle books <laughs> on your even, iPad. I didn't even think about that. Yes. Now, besides <laughs> web browsing, what do you use the iPad for? Uh, oh, besides, well, I do a little bit of writing on it uh, with both uh, Evernote and Google Docs, which yeah. shows that it's not primarily, you know, my writing implement. I still mostly write on my computer, but it's it's useful if I need to, like, make a note and use those services to immediately have it accessible on my computer, mm-hmm. uh, which means, you know, I can stay wherever I am and, and come up with, like, something real quick, which is really useful. And how bad did you feel when the iPad 2 came out? Devastated. <laughs> See, Apple is tricky because they deliver their, they release their products in the summer. Mm-hmm. And they know that everybody that is primarily going to get it, uh, you know, that's not, oh, I'm going to wait in line for five hours. You know, they're going to get it for Christmas. And then two months later, they're going to feel completely stupid because right. they're going to announce the next one. Yeah. And that's how they keep stealing your money. And that's why I only have the first generation one because I got it for Christmas. So, but uh, okay, do do? I mean, it's I'm, I'm assuming it's just like all the other Apple pro- Apple products to where you can just always update to the latest. Well, yeah, you OS can update that and, to the I mean iOS five, but it it doesn't have you know the faster processor and the better screen. Okay, because I was wondering know, what the the main the differences cameras. between the first iPad and the new one. Oh yeah. Are. Well, I know with the iPad three they uh, added Retina display. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just super high resolution screen that the other ones didn't have. <laughs> yeah, they physically remove your my eyeballs on display. And they remove your eyeballs and replace them with tiny iPods. <laughs> hey man, the future is upon us. Your video is always in surprised. your face. But I would, uh, I would like that actually. The second iPad, the second iPad added a little more than the third iPad did. You know, yeah, yeah, overall, it added. Uh, 
faster processor, like I said, cameras, both front and, and back facing. Uh, it also had a, a higher resolution screen, though obviously not a retina display, which I still don't think it's technically a retina display. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I think that's more just the term they're using because an actual retina display, like on the iPhone, uh, to make that large would be so expensive. I don't yeah. think that it's technically yeah. a retina display. It's not a true retina yeah. display. I've actually read that Samsung's providing the... Yeah, the screen. Yeah, the screen. So, well, I mean, I like Samsung stuff. Um, now, growing up, did you watch Ninja Turtles? Didn't ever watch. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the words can't even express the, the passion. Uh, of all the movies, Ninja which Turtles. ones were your favorites? Uh, the first one and the second one. The first Definitely one, primarily. First one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you that has a you can rewatch that too. Oh yeah, it's still holds up. The emotions in there, it's like you want to cry whenever Leonardo's. Exactly. Sitting next I to still the believe those. I mean, yeah, the mouths look weird now, but I still mm-hmm. believe that those are giant turtles. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm gonna interject here because I, I feel like it's a pretty good opportunity for a plug. Sure. But I also I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, you can look me up, Tim Dog three two six, and on that YouTube channel, I actually did this massive review of the entire. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie series well, as a whole. I'm sorry <laughs> you had to watch part three. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, a lot of people got a, a bunch of good laughs out of the wow. third part, but I think it's about four videos. You know, I'm, I'm going through them from the start to the finish, but sure. yes, part one is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Part two, it, it's like they, it just got worse every time they made one, basically. Yeah, but With the I exception mean, of TMNT. Two. TMNT was, really wasn't that bad. That one. Yeah. yeah. Part two wasn't terrible, you know? I mean, not like part three. I mean, yeah, it got a little worse. And there was a little goofy vanilla ice incident that good. we might not yeah. want to talk about. the worst part. But, uh, but it was a good movie, you know? Well, the reason I bring it up is because the Mirage Group is moving forward with a live-action film focusing on the origins of the iconic crime fighters. The project would mark the fifth big-screen outing. Peter Laird, the co-creator with Kevin Eastman, said the film will remain true to the spirit of the original comic books. He added that the film may employ face replacement technology, which would allow the top the turtles to be much more expressive. And that release date is on Christmas of 2013. And this is a live action. That's that's the best part of it. Okay, because I was wondering about that because there's been a lot of rumors going around. Okay, they've been talking about making more turtles movies basically ever since TMNT came out. And there were some rumors that they were going to go completely CGI again. There were some rumors that it was going to be a mixture of live action and CGI, meaning everything, yeah. you know, like the turtles themselves would well, be see, CGI. I just don't, like, are you, like, would the turtles actually be people in suits? I, I mean, so. looking at movies now and the way, like, yeah. like I just saw John Carter and, like, those aliens look so realistic, even their facial expressions. Like, right. I don't see why you need that archaic it could look goofy you know well here's the thing i mean they're saying that they want to use face replacement technology so that implies that it'll be guys in suits yeah. and the faces will be cgi yes uh, and i think they could pull it off or it'll be cgi turtles with human faces <laughs> <laughs> i always thought i mean you know i always thought especially especially in the first film i thought the Turtles look very realistic. They did. I mean, I don't know what mm-hmm. a humanoid turtle is supposed to look like in real life. Right. But the biggest flaw with the first tur- with the live action turtle movies in general, when it comes to the, their appearance, is is their faces. When you think about, especially mm-hmm. their mouths, like when they talk. Like the worst thing is when I think it might have been Donatello 
uh, like spits water on one of the foot soldiers, and oh, it right, just right. looks so stupid. Yeah, yeah, like when you actually look at it, like that doesn't make sense. His mouth doesn't even form a water spitting like right. shape. Like, it just kind of shoots out. Yeah, this, just kind of single stream. Yeah. directly out. Like, obviously, they could use some work on like those. a water gun or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. their mouths hardly even open. It was mostly just like weird, like lip. Like I don't know. It looked like the uh, the plant from. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> I accepted it though. Oh, I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. as little kids, I saw the first. Movie I still accept it any other way. I remember that. I saw the first movie twice when it came out, and mm. I couldn't have been more excited about it. And then the mm. second one came out, and I was ecstatic about it. And then dun dun dun, <laughs> the third one came out, which I never actually saw until I became an adult. Same like, here. I skipped it for some reason. I skipped the third. It's not like I there was no you know massive internet back then. There was no Rotten Tomatoes. No. I didn't know that the movie sucked. There was yeah. just something about it that I told me sucked. not to watch the film. <laughs> so, I'm proud to say I've still yet to see that third Turtles movie. Yeah, and I don't want just, to. No, there's no reason to. No. It will, I had it will Master Splinter appear in my sleep spirit. and tell me don't watch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like I said, as an adult, I went and actually bought the entire uh, collection. And it, actually, it came with the bandanas and stuff like that. So oh, wow. It was pretty cool. So I, I finally sat down inside to watch the third one. <laughs> no, just it? like a little kid, he could dress like an ninja. Well, you know, Leonardo! Like, <laughs> of, course, of course, I tried to wear them, but you know, they, they, these things never fit exactly like, the way you would like them to. Hey, where's Tim? Oh, he's running around in his underwear with Ninja Turtle mask on again. <laughs> again? <laughs> his Ninja Turtle underwear. With a Thundercat sword in That's my right. hand. I took a robe belt when I was young and made a Leonardo oh, yeah, mask out of that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I have a lot of memories of just doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, my cousin used to mutilate uh, black t-shirts Whoa, to make. Whoa, what? Uh, That's like an interesting word. Mutilate. Yeah, he would mutilate can these you, t-shirts. Can you, can you mutilate fabric? <laughs> yeah, you, you just gave life to a t-shirt. If you give did you mean manipulate? Is that when you're that young and, and you have scissors that sharp? Those uh, that is not professional sewing techniques. That would be mutilation of fabric. It would be manipulate, but he found joy in it. Yes, so it's oh, mutilated. Okay. He, he, okay. As he was cutting the eye holes out, he laughed. Ah! Yeah, that's exactly what happened. But yeah, you know, everybody used to like make masks and oh, like yeah. oh, I tie a towel around my neck and all of a sudden I have a cape. Like that's just what. Well, kids those do. were always better than you remember the ones where you would just uh, cut out like a cardboard. Leonardo face <laughs> oh, yeah, rubber band the, from like the back uh, of a cereal the box tight or piece of like string that, that the would eye, yeah, eye the, holes out cut off the circulation to your brain <laughs> <laughs> oh good times good times well we're definitely um, I think the consensus is that we're all pretty excited well, of course that they're making another one right well yeah, yeah obviously it's a long time to wait though a year you and know, a half as long as we have Casey Jones back then I'm good hopefully Do the world doesn't would? end before that I don't see why not out. I mean yeah. he was even in TMNT I mean that's true. They he's, did bring him back. He's a character, and he was in the third one, wasn't he? He, he was. He babysat the was, samurais, from what I understand. <laughs> he babysat the samurais, <laughs> but he also the same actor played another guy in the past, also. So the same oh, actor he played two roles. Yeah, he was. In, he was also in the past, but he was also in the present. Like the whole totally underused. Thing. And you were there. That guy. That guy. You know, he's still a working actor now. Actually, yeah. and he was actually one of the better actors in those films. Yeah. You know? So it's a shame that they gave him such a bum rap. Yeah. Third one. Oh yeah. They, no, he was he great. Was cut out of the second one. Uh, that's right. He wasn't no, even yeah, in the second one, yeah. and they no explanation, anything like Mm-mm. that. But and still, April O'Neil changed. Right. There was an April O'Neil, who was really hot. Changing. The second one. Yeah. I mean, the first one was hot too, but the second one was. I remember the first one. I don't remember the second yeah, one. Yeah, I don't all. know that I can place. I've seen the first one so many more times than the second one. I don't yeah. know that I can place her face. Um. Well. She's 
pretty. Well, <laughs> I'm guessing a redhead. Did she <laughs> no, wear a yellow jumpsuit no, like in the actually, cartoon? The, the funny thing <laughs> all is that, the time. The funny thing is she looks nothing like the April O'Neil from the sure. first one. Okay. You know, I mean, they didn't even try to cast a woman who looked like her. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I mean, you know, as there long as she is. wasn't wearing the... We just pulled up a picture of her to refresh your memory of her. Yes. Her She's and very, uh, that's right, I remember Michelangelo. Now. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. Michelangelo I, looks so cool standing there, so buff and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the picture yeah, of like, Shredder. That is like, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing better than his like pads. his first appearance in in the first movie, and he's walking with like his cape down, and he kind of stands there with the shadow, and his henchman like moves his cape for him. Like it is just like the greatest villain entrance ever. Well, here's the thing. Okay, that brings up another question I want to know. Ask actually, um, do you think that? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the cartoon. Having that yeah, I don't think that <laughs> We're looking oh, at a picture no. of what seems to be the That's cartoon cool. version, but... Yeah, she has a April lot more cleavage showing. Yeah, I, th- I think they added that in uh, in post. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But that, that makes shopping. me wonder... Um, Why uh, a professional reporter would wear a yellow jumpsuit <laughs> ever? <laughs> well, in addition to that, if Shredder's going to be the villain in this film... I mean, I would hope so. I mean, you would hope so, but then... You never really know, you know what I mean? I mean, what, what if they, they try to bring out Krang? Oh, well, God. <laughs> I wouldn't mind I would seeing Krang that. in at least a film, but yeah. they would have to. Yeah. But a live action one? <laughs> That's the thing. I'm, I'm, oh, man, yeah. yeah I'm gathering that they're probably going to go for a more realistic, gritty. Although I would. More like the, real, the original Turtles. So. Yeah. Although I wouldn't mind uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. I don't understand why they used Tokar and Razor in part two. Like, that was completely unnecessary when they already had popular, two popular villainy, you know, creatures with Bebop mm. and Rocksteady. Everybody would have preferred I know, that. definitely. Like, it's interesting point? that you bring that up because I did a little research on that when I was doing my YouTube reviews on mm-hmm. it. And they couldn't get find... the rights to Warthogs? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was like, uh, you know, the creators, Eastman and Laird. Yeah. For some reason, they did not want Bebop and Rocksteady to be in the film. Mm-hmm. Now, there was no elaboration on why, but they just didn't. So they didn't put them in. Yeah. So, you know, as a replacement, they went with Toker and Razor, Razor, which yeah. I, mean, I thought were cool because, well, you know, yeah. they were like calling Shredder uh, dad and oh. or mom well, yeah, because and stuff like that. They're babies! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't forget the fact that they were babies. Yeah. I mean, that was... Clearly done for comedy, but also completely unnecessary. And they looked pretty cool, and I always thought that uh, whichever one was the turtle, mm-hmm. uh, Toka. Or, I don't. Yeah, I, I, think I think Toka right. was the was the turtle. Yeah. He was a snapping turtle. Yeah, which was kind of like Slash, the snapping turtle from the yes, TV show. who was awesome. I right. remember I he had was. a Slash toy. He had I, like this I, I had like a... jagged like yeah. knife that I, I guess he it. would shank people with. I still <laughs> have that action figure. And then, yeah. but yeah, but then Razor, the who started out as Wolf. a dog and turned into like some kind of All weird. Some kind of weird, like, werewolf. <laughs> I don't understand what the design idea behind Razor, I mean, to- well, whichever one he was, was. Well, you know, you can... I believe Toka's on Although I will tell you, in yeah. the Ninja Turtles arcade, they were the hardest uh, boss outside of, uh, what, General Craig, the rock soldier? Wait a second. Oh, God. You're telling me Toka and Razor were actually in a video game? They were in the arcade version of the Ninja Turtles arcade. When it went to consoles, they were replaced with Bebop and Rocksteady. What? Yes! Hmm, that's news to me, man. I didn't know that. 
Right. At least I hope I'm correct, because if I'm not, then uh, I'm going to get a lot of angry emails. <laughs> like, actually, it was Turtles in Time, and, uh, which I think actually might be correct, too. But I, I, don't quote me on that Well, one. I mean, I, I, I played all those original ones. Well, yeah, that. but, you know, on, like, what, Super Nintendo? You didn't go to an arcade right. and play... Well, the, the thing about the arcade ones... Spend that, that many quarters. Right, I could never... I could never uh, Live long enough no. to make it. My parents the, weren't rich enough for villains. me to beat a game back in the arcade. Oh man, I miss them though. Oh yeah, no. I miss them. Oh, well, I remember. Make. I had a. Uh, well, I still have a friend of mine. Brad used to work at an arcade when. Oh, there it is. He, he was a teenager, and uh, yeah. Okay, see, they're on a boat right there, so that is clearly Turtles in Time. Um, so I was wrong. But uh, but yeah, he used to work at an arcade, and I remember uh, since he had a key to the cabinet, like, if you went, I hardly ever got a chance to go to the mall, though. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if you went and he was working, he could, like, open it up. And the way it works is uh, when you put a quarter in, it, like, pushes a very small lever uh, in the coin slot. So if you have the key and you open it up, all you have to do is, like, keep clicking the button right, right, with right. your finger and have, like, 99 lives in whatever game you want to play, which but is, like, the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. But, of course, you know, if, if you I'm done with this game. You still have like 80 credits to go. Well, I guess the next, per- <laughs> the next person behind you is, is in love with you now. Like, I don't have to pay money to play right. Area 51. Well, since you, you know, since you're bringing up the game, that brings me to another uh, theory or, or suggestion or whatever. I mean, rumor. That's the word I was looking for, rumor. Sure. That um, Rocksteady Studios, the guys that made the Batman games, uh, were supposedly working on it. A turtle game. Yeah, now, that's just a rumor. Apparently, right now, right? one of the uh, directors at Rocksteady Games uh, tweeted. Uh, I, I don't know if it was an accidental tweet or if it was just like weirdly worded, but uh, the way his tweet sounded, it sounded like uh, the Rocksteady people were indeed uh, going to be working on an open-world Ninja Turtles video game. But that they that has not been confirmed. It's well, just a Twitter we, can rumor. Can we just say how amazing that would be? I mean, based on how the Batman <sighs> games came out, incredible. Yeah. You know. And I'm seems, Michelangelo, I call it. <laughs> seeing as how the name of the studio is, is Rocksteady Studios, yeah. I feel like it's, 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 you know, fate that they make this game. I would love to see that happen. Either that or Bebop Studios, whichever one gets it first. Whichever I would love to see that first. happen. Oh, yeah, I would love to, too. I mean, a, a really good new Ninja Turtles <laughs> game. Because, I mean, obviously the older games are phenomenal. Like, right. you know, the Super Nintendo and yeah. NES ones. But when you look at, like, the newer ones that came out, where they were based on, like, the, the newer, like, the... The oh, like cartoon the from the aughts, as it's called. Right. So that's the correct way to say. Uh, oh, they yeah. just, yeah, the terrible aughts. way to say. Yeah. <laughs> back in the zeros. All right. I remember back in the zeros. Uh, you know, they just weren't that good. And they had like the weird, like, oh, it's a fighting game, but it's not that good. Although, uh, wait, what was the Ninja Turtles fighting game? It was like tournament oh, it was, fighters. Oh uh, uh, yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. I think it was uh, Team NT tournament yeah. fighters. Oh, I yeah. used to love that game. Yeah, that game was oh, awesome. That, I used yeah. to always play with Leonardo. No, see, I don't think I ever used any of the actual turtles. I would use. Uh, there was like a bat character. Really? Uh, he could like fly. I don't know. Uh, and of course, the one of the robots. They had like a yellow robot. Uh, who I had a toy of, but I don't really remember. I had so many Ninja Turtles toys when I was young. I had the sewers playset. Had the turtle van. All right. the turtles. You could actually just recreate their entire yeah <laughs> environment. We did not. A friend of ours had. We did not have the. Uh, the flying giant blimp, which I think was a friend of mine had the blimp, the, the blimp. biggest toy right. outside yeah. of the Tecmo Drum, which we also didn't have. Mm-hmm. But I did have a, a Krang that was like two feet tall, <laughs> with like you could like change his hands out for like guns, like oh it was cool. Oh, but then like cool. the antenna on his head broke, and I don't know. I had to buy all of my own toys, so I saved oh. up for the blimp and the motorcycle. And that's all I had, and then I had like a Leonardo or something like that. 
Oh, I miss those days. I, I remember too. a friend of mine up the road had the blimp, and we would go on like the top of his house and try to make it fly. <laughs> did that work out for no. you? <laughs> Unless you had helium. You broke the blimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's out. like, dude, I just got the blimp today. What? Let's throw it like, off your roof. Two minutes later, <laughs> dude, my blimp broke. <laughs> you know, parents come running out. What are you doing on the roof of the house? Like, how'd you even get up there? Did you have like unsupervised ladder usage like what was that like oh you know our five-year-old is on the roof but whatever i actually just uh actually hang just out on the roof all the acquired time. some 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 uh some action figures recently uh uh-huh. jesse's wife actually gave me just a bunch of them in sure. a bag wow. and i was like i will gladly like a grab take bag these. of toys well, yeah. what kind of toys were in it well there were there were like a couple of ninja turtles in there nice um, i think it was like donatello with the hat and the um Oh, the like the, coat? the t- yeah, the trench coat. Yeah. Did it have all the accessories? Because I had that toy, and uh, it also came with a, a black briefcase with like a burnt piece of pizza inside, and <laughs> what? and like the rubber like mask to make him look like a, oh, no, a phony a phony white faced human. You uh, know? <laughs> oh right, right, right. That that old generic yeah mask. They, they came with. I had that toy actually. It's funny that you mentioned that. I had so many like versions of each turtle because you know like every week they came out with like well these are football ninja turtles and mm-hmm. these are the the samurai ninja turtles which the samurai ninja turtles were very cool you know like yeah i have i mean i have a michelangelo who's like uh he's a superhero you yeah know, with a cape and i think everything. The, I mean, they, they really oh wow <laughs> oh yeah like picture, the, looking at a picture of just basically all the old there you go don the uh, undercover turtles now. this is straight from the back of the box i remember oh, looking wow. at this all the time that like, is oh, i want this one i want that see one. i had ace duck ace uh, duck yes i he's had got his little duck. he's got his little duck chest hair is poking out and i had this uh surfer michelangelo Wow, I had I actually had a bunch of these panda con. I, I still have Casey Jones. I have Casey Jones. We did not have. I had Leo. Mm-hmm. I, I had Leo Donatello. As well. um, Wingnut and Screw Loose. We I even have a couple had. of the movie versions. Wingnut of is the bat that I was talking about in the game. Oh, Wingnut. Yeah. Wingnut. Wingnut and Screw Loose. Yes, and then like Muckman and Joe Eyeball. Like I always had like the really obscure. Uh, figures I didn't have like Yosagi and Jimbo. Actually, on yeah. the show, I didn't have any of those. <laughs> I had like, oh yeah, it's uh, Scumbag the Fly. Like, who is Scumbag? <laughs> scumbag. What about Baxter Stockman? No, it's Scumbag. <laughs> but, uh, okay, I guess that'll work. They have these basic uh, Michelangelo, Donatello, and so on. Yeah, those brown molded weapons. Yeah, <laughs> they would come on like. Oh right, right, right. They would come on like a solid piece of weapon that you had yeah. to like break each yeah. one yeah. off of. And you can never do it right because you just end up with like a sword with like a stub on the end of it. Yeah. Like, oh, this is lame, but. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have it any other way now. Though. No. If I don't look- know how many uh, throwing stars I've lost. Because Next of to Leonardo, that. they have a splinter with a bow and arrow. I had I that. I don't I remember that. him using a bow and arrow ever. He came with the bow and arrow and he came with a walking stick that uh, the stick part came off and it was like secretly a sword. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I missed all of that stuff. Yeah, good old there's days. There's a couple more in there. The, oh, uh, yeah, the this uh, source women Donatello was probably oh, my right. actually like swim. Oh, right. my yeah, least one of those favorite. Oh well, yeah, but it was my least favorite toy because you, other than like swimming in the bathtub, you really like use it, right? no, because its arms were permanently stuck up, <laughs> and you know it came with like <laughs> yeah. a, like you can't use this. You could just put them on the ground and watch them yeah. like kicking. 
The wacky walking mouser though was was really cool. Well, it came what with, you like, what you would do is I think you, would, you would take the sewer swimming Donatello and then you would take your regular Donatello mm-hmm. and you would just switch them out. Oh yeah, storyline yeah. wise. Like, if you needed then, him to fight, and you then would just he switched to the other turtle. Like, yeah, and then he jumped <laughs> in the water, and then the other hand you have the other ninja turtle, right. and you put that one in the water because you're not gonna mess up your good one. Exactly. Or if you want to, almost like a stunt double. Or he something could throw like a temper tantrum, you know, kicking. <laughs> like, oh, what's up? Like, oh, God. Ninja Turtles this go- is part of the story. Donatello yeah. whines a lot. Donatello <laughs> spoiled his diaper and now he's whining. Oh. All right. Um, another thing that goes back even further than the Turtles are the Avengers. And before we go into the movie review of the Avengers, I want to mention Marvel Movie Day at the AMC Theaters. See, I did on not know about May this. 3rd. Yeah. Yeah, this is news to me, man. To celebrate the un- upcoming release of The Avengers, AMC Theaters and Marvel are hosting a superheroic movie marathon on May 3rd. The Ultimate Marvel Marathon will feature six movies from the universe, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor in 3D, Captain America in 3D, and it'll end with The Avengers in 3D. The event will start at 11.30 a.m. and continue all day. And you could probably go to the AMC website to find out if it's in your area. Uh, at this time, it is currently not near Baton Rouge, no. where we are. But it's all for $40 to see six movies in a day. I mean, Yeah, sadly, there are no AMC theaters in our city. No, we don't have any of those. Um, I think if, you drive, like an, Hammond, yeah, if you drive like an hour, you can get to well, one. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that I was definitely planning on just watching all those films, like, the night before. I mean, you know, they're on DVD and Blu-ray. Right. I mean, I don't have to pay. No. I already have all the films. Are they streaming on Netflix, actually? Iron Man 2 is, like, the only one that's on there. Yeah? Yeah. Really? The only, like, not even part one? No. That is highly peculiar. (laughs) But as Jesse said, um, we're going to take that, use that as a segue into our next segment, basically, is... We're going to talk about the Avengers. I mean, I, when I was I was going over, you know, ideas of what to talk about for the movie segment today, and I know that if you guys out there listen to a lot of podcasts and everything, you're probably sick of hearing about the Avengers at this point. But given the fact that this is the first episode, and we kind of want to start on a big note, is there anything bigger than the Avengers coming uh, out? I mean, well, well okay, mm, don't uh, okay. Mm, I know everybody's going to get pissed and Batman, say the Dark Knight Rises, Batman. right? Okay, but I guess I mean. As far as what's coming up next, right? The um, Avengers. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, in terms of what, you know, what's the next movie coming out, then clearly, like, when does Dark Knight, like, Batman even come out? I'm like, not, at the end of the... I'm actually not sure about yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I believe know. Spider-Man comes out before Batman, though. Probably. But, um, I do have a really state on it. I just don't have it in front of me. Okay. Well, definitely summer. Obviously, okay. summer blockbusters. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's where all the money is. But, so, uh, but yeah, Avengers looks incredible. And the, re- you know, I, I think... And, you know, this is just my opinion on this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like The Avengers is going to be the biggest movie of the year. Okay? Well. And here's why. Hmm. <laughs> I, I agree, like, in terms of how much money it grosses, it probably well, will. There's that, too. They've positioned themselves very Although well. Although, I, I think The Dark Knight Rises has the potential to surpass it, box office-wise. Um, I don't know. But I guess what I mean by that is, is that this is going to be the first time, unless I'm mistaken, mm-hmm. that we have seen a film come about that contains characters from other movies... You know, and they all come together in one. That's huge, especially I mean, that was, with all the other movies leading up to it. Right. I mean, have we as ever opposed really to just seen randomly pulling them out? Like it was planned from the beginning, right? To do this, although I'm a little confused, is War Machine not in this movie? Because I thought he was going to be. That's in this movie. That, okay. I was going to bring that up in concerns about the movie. Yeah. 
Um, but we can take a quick stab at that. Um, you know, it, they, they've been kind of vague on a lot of those kinds of things. Like, I just saw a trailer recently, a brand new one. Mm-hmm. Not, but it's like a... Um, was it a Japanese I think trailer? It's, right. Yeah. And, I haven't seen that one. Uh, Pepper Potts is in it, right? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Now, up until that point, yeah, she, some she people had, knew that she was in the film, but I I haven't seen some people, the like, they didn't really say anything about it. So, Pepper Potts is in it a little bit. So, I wouldn't be surprised if War Machine showed up, because here's one of my... I'll just jump straight to the concerns about the film, okay? Um... How do you have a movie like this, um, but you don't have all of the other characters in it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Natalie Portman and, sure. and and War Machine. How do you explain, in the Avengers film, how do you explain these other characters not yeah, being Especially, there? I mean, you know, with Captain America, like, well, they're all dead now. But especially, like, Natalie Portman, like, she was so important in that first movie. And it ended with, you know, her searching for him. Exactly. He can't come to Earth and be like, oh, you know what, I just won't see her today. Like, that wouldn't make any sense. You know? but, but, I mean, as far as we know, she's not in the film. Right. So, I think it'll be interesting to see how they Like, if they get a different actress? No, they won't do that. Because, you know, they are, they are making a sequel to Thor. And yeah. I'm pretty sure Natalie Portman's already signed on to be in that. So, if that character shows up, Jane Foster, in the film, it'll mm-hmm. have to be her. Yeah. But I just don't think she's going mean, to show she, up in there. I don't know. Because she could have, like, a cameo. She could, but it's like, why even go that route if you can't follow that story? Because yeah. they've already said for the Avengers, for the most part, the story is going to be told from the perspective of Captain America, which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense since he's the he's one who's the like fish out of water. Well, that too. But since he's he's learning all this new stuff, as the audience is going to learn along with him yeah. about what's going on. I think that's a good idea to, to have it from that. I guess. I mean, my main concern with the movie is you have so many major characters and, you know, obviously the threat, which I'm guessing is Loki, because I haven't seen any other villains pop up. Apparently he's one of the threats. There's another one that's kind of unnamed, and yeah. they, they, they're being pretty... I mean, there's lots of, like, machines flying that. around, right. so, like, Ultron, maybe? But I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, and my concern is, like, being, like, how can they have a movie with so many characters and, like, have the story cohesive? You know, like, I mean, it's it's going to have so much action... Like I just, I just, I it could easily go badly in my opinion. Well, I mean, what do you mean by um, a cohesive story? I mean, what are you looking for? In terms uh, of- I don't know. Just like if you you need enough time for all the characters to you know have some sort of arc. And, right, right. I mean, unless this movie is going to be five hours long, I just feel like they're probably going to throw somebody to the wayside, and I'm guessing it's going to be the Hulk. Well, they have said that it's 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 going to be the longest Marvel movie. Yeah, so well, they would have to be. So. I think I think they're saying it's going to be about two hours and fifteen minutes. Although it is, and I would expect just nothing less. Well, I would imagine like two and a half. Apparently, I mean, apparently, you know, Joss Whedon cut about forty-five minutes yeah. out, and he still came down <laughs> to like two hours and fifteen minutes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell he's trying to keep everything he can keep in there without well, boring people. To I death. have I have full faith in Joss Whedon. And his ability yeah. to, to pull this movie together. I've never watched much of his stuff, but, mm. you know, I've heard nothing but good things about him, well, so... No. And the trailers, the trailers for this film... Well, that's interesting, because if you really look at the trailers and, like, all the action they show, you can't tell me that they're not just pulling, like, short snippets from, like, the same five minutes of the movie. Like, how long <laughs> is the fight in the streets with those flying <laughs> robots? That's not going to be two hours. Yeah, no, that's, that's, there's clearly that's definitely going to be, like, the last more. 20 minutes of the film. Yeah, there's clearly a lot more, and they're only showing this little, like, well, we need something action-packed for the trailer. Oh, well, of course. You know, just five minutes. So I'm hoping there is, like, 
you know, time for them to, like, talk. And clearly, in the trailer, there's a brief, like, glimpse of Iron Man punching Thor. So I'm guessing they're going to fight because, as we all know from reading comics, when superheroes meet each other, they have to fight before they can team up. I don't know yeah. why, because well, they know that they're all good guys, but they still have know, to do it. They, you, they give you a little hint of that kind of stuff in the trailer, and yeah. I think it'll be... I think when it comes to Tony Stark, it'll be an ego thing. Well, he, yeah. he and Thor, right? I mean, I could see them clashing because Tony's this way and, mm-hmm. and Thor is a god. And, of course, Captain and, America is like, oh, technology! Like, he's just afraid <laughs> right. of Iron Man. Like, oh, what is all of this? And I think, <laughs> I, I think a lot of the animosity or whatever that we're getting from the trailer from Captain America and, and Tony Stark is going to kind of stem from, you know, Steve Rogers was friends with Howard Stark, right? Yes, yes, so I think when he meets his son it's gonna, and sees how he is, mm-hmm. I think he's going to compare him, and that's going to kind of piss him off a little bit. Or you think he's going to be like, oh, your father would be so embarrassed. I think like so. That kind of I really thing. do. I think yeah, it'll maybe. be something like that. We'll have so, to see. Um, Hulk looks great, right? Yes. I mean, Different they, actor every time he appears <laughs> in a film. They wanted to hide his face for a while in the beginning. Yes. But they've been showing the hell out of it lately, and I think he looks great. He looks like, honestly, he looks like a combination of the two of the, Hulks, two the first two together. I mean, I Although, technically, the Ang Lee Hulk movie uh, is not being counted as actual canon, oh, no, according no. to Marvel. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so. It's, it's just the second. Who played Hulk in the second movie? Uh, Edward Edward Norton. Norton. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that movie was okay. I kind of like the Ang Lee movie better, though. Uh, there are things I liked about the Ang Lee version. I, don't, I but, like that it was more story driven. I, you know, right. like, okay, you know, the abomination is just but like it was a big guy and they fight. Too like, story driven, right? Well, I suppose, but then the se- the second one was like too actiony. Like, I did not care about the abomination or the fact that right. the Hulk had to fight him. Like, it was just like, well, what can the Hulk do? Because you know, the Hulk is one of those characters that's so powerful. He needs like a powerful villain. Just like Superman, which is why I feel Superman movies are never good, because there's no villain that could, like, go toe-to-toe with them and make sense in a two-hour movie. Right. So, I don't know. I just... It'll be interesting to see what they do with Hulk. I'm sure it'll just be, like, whatever the biggest robot thing that they fight is, the Hulk will have to deal with it, because otherwise he's punching people and their faces melt. I mean, like... (laughs) Right. Well, because, I mean... And correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know... No, I, I will. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of my uh, comic knowledge is, is not exactly up to par on sure. this thing. But I believe in the comics, you know, the Avengers actually had to fight Hulk at one oh, point, yeah. right? Yeah, so, they have to wrangle him. Right. I think that's going to happen in the movie, too. The, uh, the movie very much looks like it's taking a lot from uh, the second story arc from the Ultimates comic, mm-hmm. which came out, uh, I guess, in the early 2000s. But it, it kind of showed uh, them meeting the Hulk and, and definitely having like a throwdown with him. There was an animated uh, movie that they also did of that story arc. But then that's another thing, like with the Avengers and like okay, they get together and they team up. It's a story that has been told through many mediums. Right. So you know how do they do it and keep it new and fresh? You know that kind of thing is like well, you know maybe it couldn't end up. I don't, I don't think they will. I mean, it's like know. how many times can you see Spider-Man's origin before you don't care anymore? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they're going to. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think they're going to go the new and fresh route. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to, for the most part, try to stick to what we know because that if there's anything that fanboys and girls bitch about, it's when more they than anything. It's right, right. It's when it's like, anything. Uh, Peter a Parker's bit. eye color is incorrect in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, we know. Yeah, you know, picking apart the little things. I, I'm just happy we get to see an Avengers movie. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Think about how many people you know have 
died without getting seats like old people you know what i mean these characters have been popular for so many years <laughs> stan lee is still alive okay <laughs> it's true he's oh barely barely he's, yeah <laughs> he's, he's, no, he's, he's looking kind of young. he yeah. he doesn't need assistance you know like walking around clearly i saw him at uh i did not see him like super up close and talk to him but when right. i went to comic-con in new orleans uh, he was there, and I, I I glimpsed him from afar, as as lovers do. But uh, but uh, you know it's you know it was, it was kind of almost awe inspiring, even though I was clearly like fifty feet away from him. I'm like that is Stan Lee, and I'm I'm kind of in the same room as Stan Lee. Like yeah, it's got I mean, that is feel, incredible. Did you feel his presence? Did you just when you walked it in was the building, like a was holy like, oh my glow? God, Stan Lee's here. Yeah, I feel him. It's, like Dragon Ball. Z. You know what it is? It's in Highlander when another it's immortal is level. nearby, and they kind of sense it. That is exactly what that was. <laughs> it's over 9,000. Yeah, it's power level. <laughs> I bet Stanley's power level is just massive. Yeah, as a, as a creative uh, force, then yes, he has a very <laughs> massive power level. They had other, like, celebrities at Comic-Con, you know, like uh, William Shatner and, yeah. you know, Kevin Sorbo, I, I guess, if pictures. you really care about uh, I definitely Hercules. saw the pictures on Facebook. But yeah, there's just something about that. Stan Lee that, like... I, I know in my lifetime I'm never actually going to talk to the man, but I mean you know hey, don't just, give up hope. Man. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean you know maybe by the time uh, I'm a famous comic book creator, then you right. know, he's gonna he's gonna be old and, and dead. I'll visit his grave, which will be like a huge monument with like superhero statues, like swing. Could you imagine what his grave would? No, I don't want to think about well, that. No. This is getting dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill him myself. No, no, this is getting too dark. It is a little bit. Um, but okay, can I tell you that my my excitement for this this movie is so uh, substantial that mm. I told myself when this film was coming out. Did that, you, you cry know, during the trailer? I did. What? <laughs> I okay. I'll admit this. Okay. I didn't actually cry. Okay. Mm. No actual. Teared up a little. No actual H two O came out of my Put eyes. A little thing in your throat. A However, welding. you know the moment in the in the the biggest the. Super, maybe it was a Super Bowl trailer. I'm not sure. Okay, but uh, Hulk catches Iron Man. Yes, out of that the sky. is the okay, most. Does impressive that not thing. make you want to tear up just a little uh, bit? I don't know about but tear it, up. Well, in a good way, you know what I mean. Okay, okay, because you're so excited to see that kind of relationship from these heroes. Sure, you know what I mean. Like, I, I can't I, wait to see how that plays out on the big screen. I don't know about tear up. I mean, I almost. Okay. I, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, no. excited. Right? <laughs> yes, I'm very excited about the movie, but I'm also equally apprehensive. But I mean, you know, it'll. I don't know. It'll be interesting. You got Scarlett Johansson, who I guess people are supposed Nobody to care about, about her, her character, no, and then you have uh, Hawkeye. Who's playing Hawkeye? Jeremy Renner. Yes. I mean, they didn't really develop him in Thor, but he's there. You know, with his bow. Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting much to Clearly, his characters. less than two seconds in the trailer that, you know, everybody else got a lot more that clearly shows right. that, you know, it's not really going to be mean, about there's, them. There's, there's no, it's no secret that they're not the more popular no. characters. And, and we're missing Ant-Man and... Uh, well, and Wasp. And Wasp, but who cares about them, right? I don't want to people care about off. them. <laughs> okay. Who cares about them? Yeah, who cares about their 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 romance together and, and their <laughs> characters that have been developed for well, decades? Okay, maybe that wasn't the exact yeah. the, the best phrase to use, but clearly Marvel doesn't care about them enough to put them in the movie. No, right? at least no. not yet. Well, at least they're in the the cartoon. Which but I wouldn't be incredible. surprised if they had cameos in there in some, or they were mentioned to some extent. Oh yeah. Wait, what? what which X Men movie was it where? Uh, I think Wolverine was like looking at a screen or like a bar, and there was like a news feed, and they had like different mutant names oh, pop yeah. up, um, like uh, that I think kind I, of thing. I want to say it was X two. Yeah, and you could see like Remy LeBeau in there and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it could be something like that. Um, so 
in, in, in anticipation for this film, sure. I, I decided, I, you know, I don't, I'm not much of a collector, but I do have some things. I mm -hmm. decided that I wanted to uh, buy like the big 10 inch action figures for the Avengers. I'm glad you said action figures. <laughs> Where's your mind? Uh, I don't know. This, dark, is, a, dark this is a family podcast. Like, oh, first Stan Lee gets assassinated, and now this. This is a family fucking podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Keeping but mind. so what I did was I said, you know, every time I get a paycheck, I go out and buy one of these things because these things are like 20 bucks a piece. Sure. Right? And of course, your, your um, you know, horrible $30 paychecks just oh. hardly do the bill. No, I don't know how much you make. But I mean, like, I have to wait until I get paid to buy the next toy. Well, like, I, you make it I didn't like have to wait, but, you know, I do like have $100. bills. dollars Okay. I do have bills. But um, like so, real lead figures that if you touch them, give you cancer. <laughs> Yeah, those kind. I made I made it a point to start going to Toys R Us and start getting them. So, Do they have them all? Uh, they don't have them all. So okay. so far, I have I got Iron Man first. That's probably the coolest one. You would think so. Mm -hmm. The, the, well, only, I mean, the you main know, thing I don't like about that Iron is that, Man as a character translates well into toys. You know, he's like a you, robot well, mecha well, here's thing. The thing. Yeah, he's my least favorite, and here's why. Because instead of having the actual circle on his chest that lights up, mm -hmm. right? It's a button. You push the button and then he makes a sound, right? The button doesn't light up. No. Oh, wow. Tell me how they went. They messed that up, right? What sound does he make? Uh, something. I, I think he talks to Jarvis. Jarvis uh, says something, or, you know, like what? I am Iron Man. You know, like there's <laughs> like you pull the, like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> like you pull the string and it says something really like something he's <laughs> never said ever. Right, right. You know, like time to go to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> like this. What is up with this toy? Yeah, so I, I got Iron Man, and then I went back and got Thor, and then I got I got Captain America like yesterday. Uh -huh. Now here's the thing, right? At Toys R Us on the shelf, there's a space for Hulk. Yes. There's a tag and everything, but he's never been in stock. Do you think the Hulk toy? No. Okay, I see a picture. I'm like, would it be larger than all the other ones? For like, some reason, oh. I, I guess those are in, in higher demand or something. Yeah. But I I wish they would have had it yesterday because yesterday they had a sale. So where you can buy one and get the other one like half off. Oh right? no! Yeah, right. Okay. So it would have been a <laughs> they great have sales day. all the time. Yeah, but it's just you know. I understand. Are those the only uh, characters that are getting toys though? I mean, no, because I mean I've seen just on on the web toys mm -hmm. for uh, Hawkeye like, and Black Widow. And Loki. But I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't think Toys R Us is going to. You get a ten inch Sam Jackson with an eye patch. No, you know what? That is not a euphemism, and, by and, the way. <laughs> a ten-inch one-eyed Sam Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless they lower the prices on these things, I'm only going to get the four okay. main Avengers. Uh, oh, wow. So I do have three, and I'm pretty pumped about that. Are you keeping them like in their pack, or are you taking for them now? Out? For okay. now, I, I, you know, I want to rearrange my room to where I can actually put like, them on display and pose stuff. Them. But, and, yeah, until because you know, that, a lot of people are apprehensive about opening their toys. You know, like collectors of oh, you know, yeah, I don't stuff. care about that. Okay, I mean, well, that's just. Good. Because I have to say, I, I have a lot of uh, Captain Marvel toys, and right. I do not open any of them. Really? And that is because I am insane. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, like, I really do. I have a bunch of them, and I'm not going to open them because, like, I don't care if they're going to cost something because I doubt I'm going to sell them because, like, I'm collecting them for a right. reason, like, to keep. But I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm afraid my cats are going to eat them. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not going to open them. Yeah. I don't want to get them ruined. I'm open, mine, because, you know, I really do want them on display. Maybe they'll inspire me to... Right or something when I walk in the room. You sure. Know? Right about um, superheroes. Oh, see, there's Sam Jackson. That is very. Oh, he I comes see, with different hands. Because because we all know that uh, <laughs> Nick Fury's superpower is that he shoots hands off of his wrists. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so glad I get the different <laughs> hand attachments. 
This is his uh, holding his pisser. <laughs> Some are with gloves and without gloves. Well, of right? course, of course. You don't that's... wear gloves to eat. I mean, let's be realistic. But that thing, man, that's... That's okay. That's clearly one of the more expensive ones because that thing, the likeness on that is pretty. Yeah, it looks like like real cloth yeah. and leather. The ones uh, that I have don't look clothingly that well. You know, no, that's like he looks very angry. As Sam Jackson is wanting. I mean, to it do. looks like he's actually wearing like a mini sized leather coat. Like yeah, it's actually leather. Like if uh, you accidentally got shrunk in a weird science experiment, you could use his clothing and not feel so out of place. <laughs> he comes with like a huge RPG too. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure he'll use the rocket launcher in the movie because you remember, like, toys when you were a little kid, like the Batman toy that came with, like, giant ice rocket launchers. Like, you know, like that. As if he would ever use that, right? Yeah. Like, oh, thank you for the. I think I had, like, a Spider Man that came with, uh, like, a hang glider that shot lasers because he used that all the time in in the comics when he fought uh, Venom. (laughs) Sorry. Why wouldn't he use a a hang glider with lasers on it, right? I remember when he, uh, he did a Passover on the uh, Sinister Six, and he bombed all of them with his lasers. Oh, that was man. the best comic ever. Tom McFarlane drew that yeah, one. These, oh, shit. <laughs> these, 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 uh, these toy um, production guys, I mean, they, they make a killing just making things that have nothing to do with the oh, character. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, how many different versions of Batman are there, really? Like, he's, like, wearing a snowsuit. Like, oh, yeah, one. Arctic camo, right. jungle camo, yeah. and every different color combination from the, the 80s Batman movie. I think I had like five Batman toys, and none of them looked like Batman, but they were Batman right. to me. <laughs> That's all that mattered. So are we, are we going to be... Um... That's the one I wanted, though, the oh, one with goodness. the cape that turned into wings. That's the one I, I wanted. Yeah, I have, I have a, uh, a Dark Knight Batman that does that. I think the, the weirdest, uh, completely unrealistic toy I ever had was a toy of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. I'm um, guessing from T2. But if you press the button on his back, his, his, chest, uh, his chest and face popped down and he shot a rocket out of his chest. <laughs> because we all remember how he defeated T-1000 with his chest rockets. <laughs> that was the greatest scene ever. It's like, I'm surprised they had enough, like, the budget to film that right. scene. They actually had to uh, kill Arnold, chop him in half, and then reassemble him and bring him back to life. It was ridiculous. I have that. Well, okay, I have... He came with a motorcycle, though. Yeah, I I do have that one. He doesn't shoot a rocket, but I do have one to where, like, you put his arm down or something like that, and his chest and stuff pops off. Um, But are we going to... Is it safe to assume we're all going to be in the theater? At midnight, of course. But here's the thing, right? They just rolled out... Uh uh, uh, you know they, they're putting the tickets on sale for midnight screenings and stuff, oh, but it's only in certain states, oh. right? And our state right now is. On the list. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why is there? An, is, I, there okay. is that a nude action figure of? Well, you see, because when the Terminator travels through time, he can't bring clothing oh, that's, because well, it'll okay, mess up right. the uh, the time vortex. I don't know. So clearly. A naked Arnold toy is what all the little boys wanted for uh, for Christmas. I know it's what I wanted. Well, he he's he's without he's without genitalia, so it's no. okay. Wow, but, that's a pretty cool Sarah Connor. It makes you wonder though. I mean, he was just a, a robot. Like, did they build them with genitalia? Like, do you think they built the Terminators with? I would think so. I mean, he had an ass, right? Oh, he, yeah, he had a butt true. crack. True. So that true. was unnecessary. Right? He did bleed. They didn't have to give him an ass <laughs> crack, but they did. <laughs> Yeah, you never saw him use the bathroom, though. It wasn't like Robocop where he pooed out, uh, like, yogurt and people ate it. I mean, I wasn't the only one that saw that scene, right? Where Yo- Robocop pooed chocolate yogurt out. We'll have to watch that Are you again. making this up? I am not making this up. This is from the first Robocop movie? Uh, it might be from the second or the third. Okay. I don't think it's from the I didn't no, see no. anything past the second one. So. Okay. 
The, the third one was the one where he fought the ninja. Yeah. Didn't make any sense. Yeah, no, me. that's why I skipped that one. Yeah. As much as I love ninjas. You gotta love how they spun. RoboCop should not be fighting. You gotta him. love how they spun RoboCop as a character. Because the movie and the comics are so violent and dark and gruesome and hardcore. And yet, it is a child-friendly character with action figures and cartoons. And like, like how did that work out? Like, you can't tell me that that, no. Well, I probably shouldn't bring this up because I don't want to jump too far off topic, but I will throw out this small little tidbit of information that they are remaking RoboCop. I don't know if you guys knew that. I think I heard about that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they already have a director, a star, you know, mm-hmm. a guy to play RoboCop. They've cast the role. Uh, oh, wait. Who'd they cast? Well, he, he's not he's not like an A-list guy. He's not uh, very well known. I think his name is Joel, uh, Joel Kinnaman or something like that. Some people may recognize him from... Um, Something that he was on, I don't remember. But um, <laughs> you would recognize him if you see him. <laughs> Joel Kinnaman, right, right, right. Yeah. So I mean, that's scheduled to be released next year. So I guess we'll see what you know if that version of RoboCop kind of fits more with what you were kind of thinking it should okay. be. You well, know, it's not going to be nearly as uh, political as, as the, the first. first film. I mean, the first RoboCop movie is what I think RoboCop should be. I mean, you know, it was it was. But wasn't Goofy-ly it uh, violent? Yeah, I mean it was, but it was also like a you know a, a, a commentary on yeah social and political. well that's what the comic was was it yeah I the com- the comic okay. was you know it was that Frank Miller created RoboCop mm-hmm. and he actually uh, want to say did the screenplay of the first two movies but it was one of those experiences where they completely like walked all over him as a writer and mm-hmm. it got him out of wanting to be even involved in the movie right. industry like for I guess you know 20 or 30 years until 300 came out yeah so I mean you know it'll be interesting I doubt he'll be attached to it but maybe he will I don't know I guess we'll find out um I want to make one more point on the Avengers before we move on to the next segment and that is uh a concern of mine okay right? and I want to get you guys opinion on this um so after this Avengers film right Assuming that all these films are, you know, still going to connect with each other and be uh, linked in terms of continuity and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How do you have a sequel to, how do, how do you have Iron Man 3? How do you have Thor 2? How do you have Captain America 2 without including the other Avengers in each film? You I know what I mean? I mean, they have their own comics without everybody else making appearances. But I mean, okay, but the, the, the film universe right now is a lot more yeah. condensed. Well, the real question the is... If they did a sequel to Avengers, would they have to lead up to it with all the other movies, or would they? And just... this is how, and this is where I think Marvel is kind of getting themselves into a, you know, a tight space. You know, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they already have it figured out. Well, but I, it, it's they just, better. It's interesting to me to see how they're going to pull it off because I mean, in the second Thor film, whoever the villain is, how do you explain Thor not saying, "Well, let me call up Captain America and and like, and oh, this Stark is too tough. To help. Let me get everybody else. You know what I mean? Know. I mean, but I think it's a legitimate thing to. Why does Superman come her? close to dying when he could just call the Justice League in like every single comic issue? I mean, I don't know. It's just they're busy. Maybe they'll <laughs> they'll just have a scene where he like Thor pulls out his Asgardian cell phone and like tries to dial <laughs> Tony Stark and is like, oh, I'm flying over the Rockies, can't get your you know like. Uh, I don't well, know. I wouldn't be surprised if they did you know say something small about it to yeah. explain why they're not there, which is probably what they're going to do for War Machine and whoever else doesn't appear in. You know the Avengers mm-hmm. that's been in the other films. I just want to know who the other villain's going to be. You can't tell me Loki is the only. Well, villain. there was a rumor Thor that beat Loki by himself. Well, that's we know it's not just going to be him, but there's a rumor 
that you know the cosmic cube or whatever still plays a part in this story. Oh, I forgot all about the so cosmic cube. With device. Loki plus the cube, I'm thinking ultra Loki. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like triple the power. Do you understand how the cosmic cube works by any chance? No. Okay. <laughs> well, I can enlighten you on this. All right. The cosmic cube. Uh, it is a cube and it is cosmic. The end. No. Um, it is actually a device that can be uh, made. Like, it's it's not like it has to be, like, you know, strewn from the cosmic dust or anything. Like, mm-hmm. you can make it. I don't know if you can make it in your backyard like a pipe bomb, but you can make it. But basically what it does is whoever holds the cosmic cube uh, can have any wish he wants granted. Like, it can be anything. It could be, like, I want the world to uh, explode. The world explode. It could be, like, if a Nazi grabbed the cube, like, you know, a flash would go and all Risk of a sudden... Y- yeah, all of a sudden the entire world is run by Nazis because, you know, that's the kind of power it has. But interestingly enough, the cube itself is a sentient being. And once it has amassed enough power, it I don't know if it, like, becomes a creature, but it is... Uh, a character in and of itself that okay. if it's powerful enough, they might just have to fight the cube well, then, in whatever form hey, it would take. You know, I would I would go out on a limb and say maybe that's our other villain, yeah, you know, or maybe. something like that. I mean, I don't know if they'll keep all of the properties that the cube has in the comics for the film. Sure. You know what I mean? Because they might, you know how they are. They, they, they might cut out a couple things as far as like being able to make a wish and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, that's kind of a little too fantastical, I think, for these films. But, uh you know, I, I'm interested to see who that other villain is because, I mean, it's definitely... People are complaining about the trailer because they're saying that, you know, oh, it's Transformers all over again. It does but look but here's a little Michael Bay-y. But here's the thing. I mean, every time we see a film with giant robots in, in yeah. any form, people are going to say Transformers. But it's not like Transformers was the only franchise to ever have giant machines. No. I mean, if you don't have them fighting giant machines, what do you have? Giant aliens? That's getting a little... To, uh, yeah, I guess. You know. Well, I mean, you know, you could have them fight aliens, not in this movie. Obviously, they want it, like, they probably grounded and related to, you know, the other movies. But, I mean, you know, eventually maybe they'll have, like, the Skrull invasion or something interesting. Like, Which they, they would have to... confirm that it's not the Skrull. No. But, I mean, you know, so. because that's the kind of thing that they can't just, like, whip out in 30 minutes and explain completely. You know, right. that's the kind of thing that you kind of have to work towards. But yeah. it'll be interesting. Okay, any final thoughts on the Avengers other than us being extremely pumped about it? It is going to rock. It is going to rock. And we're probably going to talk about it again. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to assume that we'll be doing a review on the, uh, the Avengers once we've seen it. So we're just going to leave it at that point for now and move on to the next segment, which we call Preview Review. We want to watch a trailer or two and... Uh, Kudos I on keep forgetting it exactly what we're doing with that, but we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, let's throw it over to our uh, and I, you know beautiful producer. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> I don't I don't think I gave him enough heads up. I love so. the dress that he's wearing. <laughs> beautiful producer, excellent use of makeup and lighting. It's very we don't hazy. have makeup or lights here. No. This production is not. No, it's it's a pretty nice production here. Oh, for, yeah. for our first our first outing here as, as a podcast, I think we're not very, like in a nice, like a garage nice. or no, you know, very nice the back of a van, home, the nice little studio setup. So yeah, got That's microphones. Cool. So we're gonna check out some trailers in a minute. Yeah, one All of right. which it looks like it's starring Johnny Depp. All right, let's see what we have. Yeah, our first trailer on the preview review. We're gonna be talking about Dark Shadows from Tim Burton. Uh, of course, okay. Let's go ahead and guess who's okay. in this movie. I'm just going to throw out a limb. Uh, Johnny Depp and Helena Bottom Carter with uh, music by Danny Alfred. I don't know if Helena Bottom Carter is in it. Is she? She is. Oh, she is. They can't she do a film without each movie. other. No. Oh, of course not. Yeah, you can't leave home without her. <laughs> 
But um, I'll just read a little bit on here. In the year 1752, Joshua and Naomi Collins, with young son Barnabas, set sail from Liverpool, England to start a new life in America. So this follows the story of Barnabas, and I'm guessing that's, yes, it's Johnny Depp's character. And it's actually based on a television show. Mm-hmm. You know, I vaguely He plays a vampire, show. right? Yeah. yeah, because from the picture he kind of looks a little Eddie Munsterish. I'm just <laughs> saying that yeah. you know the white makeup and the sleek hair. That's low. Apparently, though, because that was when I, I don't first remember the like, show. Though, um, well, I think I think one of the things that this character does is he wears like this makeup so he can go out in the sun and not mm. disintegrate. Like in so, the first Blade, when uh, Deacon Frost put the sunscreen on. Yeah, sort of yeah. like that. I think, they had, I like, think the that explains his, um, his chalky white appearance. Okay, okay. <laughs> we don't want him to disintegrate, even though I kind of want him to disintegrate. So are we, are we supposed to, at this point, <laughs> well, just kind of... With preview review, let's make a assessment based on everything you've seen from Tim Burton and these actors, and you kind of guess how this movie is going to do and see if it holds up after you've seen the trailer. Okay. Uh, so I'm guessing there's going to be some kind of fantastical elements. There's going to be lots of like buildings that are crooked for some reason because that works, <laughs> and uh, like like hills that end in curves and like little yeah, spirals. Right. That's lots just of spirals. what I'm guessing here. You know, maybe some CGI uh, folk dancing because Johnny Depp mm-hmm. pulled that off mm-hmm. in Alice. Mm-hmm. And well, the music I'm, speaks you know, for itself too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I. Kind of ashamed to say, but I haven't seen many Tim Burton films, okay? But I really, I, I have a pretty good idea. You know, I know what his his style is like, and I'm I'm not expecting it's anything like too different from gothic. his previous things. Um, what I am expecting is a fantastic performance by Johnny Depp because he, you know, he always immerses himself into these eccentric, weird roles, yes. and he always does a good job. So, more than anything, I'm looking forward to seeing that. As for how the rest of it does, well, I don't know. I mean, this the whole vampire thing, people I mean, have gotten kind of sick of it. He's a vampire. Is he like a good vampire? I think he is. I think, uh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm basing we'll that just, on nothing. Okay. Right, that's, that's the we'll whole thing about preview review, is that you kind of make it up and kind of guess we'll how just make it up. Be. He's a vampire that uh, travels the country in his van and uh, solves mysteries with a talking dog. Yeah. Let's watch the preview. I'm pretty sure that that is how it's going to okay. go. I think, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that he's a good what does that even mean? A good, a good vampire? vampire? Anyway, like he's like Blade? Is that? He, he only drinks a little bit of blood. Like, I don't know. Like, he drinks blood, but he doesn't do the murdering himself. You know, so. Okay, yeah, somebody would, like, bring him, like, blood packs from the blood bank for him to drink, that kind of vampire? I mean, I guess. No, he's got, uh, he's got Blade Twilight serum. Vampires. Well, because they don't count, do they? No, they no, don't. No, they don't. They don't follow the rules of vampires. No. Um, but of the breed. Tim Burton movies you have seen, which ones are notable? Uh, what, that I like? Yeah. Well, surprisingly, I thought his two Batman movies weren't terrible, despite what people might say about them. Uh, Ever since then, it was alright. I only saw it for the first time very recently. I love uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, though. It's probably one of my favorites. Well, here, I think, you know, I'm probably forgetting something, but the only ones I may have even seen (laughs) are Batman and Batman Returns. Uh, Mm. I'm pretty sure I've seen Ever since then. Yeah. Um, I'm probably forgetting something. But if I had to pick my favorite, I would probably say 
Batman Returns. What was this? What was the latest? Oh well, I saw that Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland was, but I didn't. I didn't. Like I watched it. like the first fifteen minutes of that and just got completely bored. Yeah. Also, did the animation that came out recently, I believe, or the, um, the trailer that came out recently? Oh yeah, the uh, Frankenweenie. Yes. Yes. I don't think that looks interesting at all. <laughs> like it just. I don't understand what like what about it seems. He like, just wanted to bring that character back from that short he did like, in the 80s. Apparently. Oh, right, right, right. It doesn't look like it's going to have any kind of plot to it, but I mean, okay. <laughs> so the dog comes back to life. Hey, he's Tim Burton, man. Like, what is... The the village is going to rise up against the dog? I don't, I don't know. Is he going to kidnap a maiden? Like, I don't understand. I just don't. Did you watch the first one? The Frankie Weenie? Yeah. No. Because... <laughs> Is it back on something? The, back when there were video stores and stuff. Oh, okay. I remember renting that one because I had a picture mm-hmm. of the dog on the cover, and you know, I was young. Can yeah. I say that when we were little, we had uh, a device solely dedicated to rewinding VHS tapes? Yes. Like you put the tape in and you close it and rewind. A like, rewinder. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't. Because you didn't want to get that extra charge when you brought back the movie. No. And you didn't want to do it in your VCR because no reason. <laughs> You're just. Oh. Rewinder. I can rewind two things at once. One in my device, one in my VCR. Oh, wow. But I was disappointed by that movie because it was so short. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever you drop as much money as you would on any other rental, you come home and watch this movie and it's okay. a short yeah, film, I guess, essentially. Yeah, they charge like, you full price for this 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, How and long? it's a black Well, I didn't white. see it, so. Well. Yeah, it was <laughs> not all that great. Blockbuster video. Okay, so based on this, do you predict a teaser pleaser? Or trailer, 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 trailer. I think that if you love Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, then this is the movie for you. But for <laughs> me, I'm gonna say no. So you're not expecting good things. I'm not expecting to be blown away by it. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna go the opposite route and say it's gonna be a teaser pleaser. Oh, you just, just want to fight? Well, <laughs> there's that. But also with previous trailers that I've seen of his films, his the trailers always excite me. But I end it's up not the, seeing the film, the movie or that falls apart. not being able to finish the film. Yeah. So I'm a, I assume that this is just going to follow that uh, okay. path. So you clearly haven't seen the Frankenweenie trailer because that did not, not excite me. I have not seen <laughs> Frankenweenie trailer. That left me deader than that dog. <laughs> but we, I guess we'll see if uh, our guesses are somewhat accurate. I All right, on with the first trailer, if it wants to play. That's the worst part of this. Come on. <laughs> This is what happens when you get live podcasts, people. Sometimes things move. I hear. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Hmm. It's kind of low. I'm going to adjust the volume here. Okay. So you became a vampire because... Well, from what I've seen so far, hell, that looks cool. Well, you know, there was blood in it. (laughs) That's So we know he'll be a legitimate vampire. Yeah. How important do you think this voiceover is? Should we start over? Nah, nah, we're good. Okay. Oh, what's with the music here? Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Is that like the Shaft theme song? Okay, so we have him looking... We have him looking at a mirror that he can't see himself in, brushing his individual fangs with a toothbrush. And listen to this music. It's like the He's like a vampire old pimp theme song. Like, <laughs> it's Beetlejuice with a vampire. <laughs> well, it's, it's supposed to take place in like the 70s. Hello, Barnabas. Oh, wow. Remember me? 
witch. You cursed me to be this hideous creature. You may strategically place your wonderful lips upon my posterior and kiss This is taking a turn. What if I made wow. you love me? Yeah. What a spell. With this. I must admit, they have not aged a day. Oh, man. She for real? Indeed. Oh, yeah, summer. I don't. <laughs> this summer, this summer. wacky vampire comedy with Johnny Depp. This is not what Wait I was second. expecting at all. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> this is Barry White. Yeah. Oh my God. So they're clearly going for a more uh, comedic tone with this vampire movie. But the art, though, it definitely doesn't look comedic. And then you just play a funky 70s track over the whole thing, and all of a sudden it's a comedy. Yeah. I have to admit, it doesn't look terrible. Wow. It was regrettable. It just looks corny. Wow. It does look corny. Wow. You tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. Wow. Although they had uh, Hit Girl. Apparently <laughs> they had Hit Girl in it, so that might be a plus. But yeah, I don't... So, I don't that was about, uh, not at all what I was expecting to see. Okay? <laughs> no. Because if, 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 this, if the volume was down the entire time, I would have been like, this is pretty serious, man. There's mm. some serious shit going on. <laughs> but the volume, the volume comes up, and there's like 70s pimp music yes. playing. Because when you think vampires... My first, my last, my everything by Barry White. <laughs> In all fairness, if you think about it, uh, what vampire doesn't dress like a 70s pimp? You got the Count from Sesame Street, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. They're kind of pimpish, you know, in their outfits. So, maybe, but it doesn't... That is shocking. It really is. I'm, uh, like, it know. didn't... I mean, you know, it didn't look But terrible. at the same time, I feel like I should have expected that because it is Johnny Depp. Yeah. And he's playing a weird character. Which he so does. So, these things always end up being a little bit more quirky and eerie and stuff like that than you would initially think that they're going to be. Because that's the kind of roles that he chooses. Well, then they shouldn't have made the trailer look so corny. Well, I thought, I thought visually it looked, it looked fine. It's just the, the tone of it, because it, it seems like a comedy based on that. Yeah, it you does. Like and, and maybe it is supposed to be a comedy, I'm not sure, but... Like a dark comedy? I don't know. It didn't even look like a dark comedy. It just seemed like... The whole like, font and the name, it yeah. just felt yeah. like you... It really does feel like if someone's walking up to a theater and sees that and sees the poster, they're like, "Ooh, vampire serious. Yeah, it's going to be Johnny dark. Depp is going to be yeah. murdering people." Yeah. Well, you know what that means, right? Mm. They're going to have to put a poster out where he's doing something really, really stupid goofy. on it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like because, the parent trap poster mm, except yeah. it's Johnny Depp. Like a pimp outfit with like <laughs> goldfish swimming around in his shoes. You know, when it, when it comes to like advertising now for films, man, people are suing companies for being misled you know i saw drive a couple days ago oh, i want to see that How and apparently it? this woman like uh, it was it was pretty good drive was pretty good I want, oh, yeah, but I a know. woman like you know sued the company in the movie theater because she was like you know the trailer completely portrays a different tone and story of what this movie is yeah. really about it's supposed to be like hopefully that doesn't happen with dark shadows because you know you would think it's going to be kind of dark but based on that man i'm, I'm seeing a comedy yeah, well, Drive yeah. is like a like a serious movie. Like, he doesn't he works for like the mafia or something? Like, he he drives He's a stunt driver, yeah, as well as a driver for like, whoever wants to hire. Right. Him. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a good. Film. Not unlike the Transporter. <laughs> well, <laughs> but the Transporter with, didn't have a second with job. less uh, 
fight scenes involving fire hoses, apparently. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the transporter, right? I mean, I haven't seen Drive myself. I've wanted to see it, but I'm pretty sure he keeps it in the car. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, one of the things, you know, I, I have this habit of researching films that right after I watch them. Mm-hmm. And I think the director said that uh, he's not trying to hide the fact that the transporter is, like, part of the inspiration for the film. Sure. It was that and, and something else. I don't remember what the other film was. But... Anyway, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> okay. Maybe he just got finished playing Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what I want to do. So I want to do this. You know, ba- based on that trailer for Dark Shadows, I don't think I want to see it because mm. honestly, I was kind of, I kind of want a, a darker vampire film. True. And I don't really want to see vampire But at the same comedy. time, you know, if you enjoy Johnny Depp and Tim Burton, like I know some friends that are probably going to see that trailer and fall in love with it. Right. Yeah, I think you know the same friends that I'm thinking about. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, if, if that's what you want in your movies, then, you know, that's what you're, that's what you're getting So, there. Steven, you're sticking with your... I'm sticking with trailer failure, <laughs> mostly because I managed to say it that time without messing it up. <laughs> trailer and I, failure! And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to switch over to trailer, trailer failure now. Yes. Because I had an idea of what was, I was going to see, and that's not what I got. So I'm gonna go with trail, trail. Oh, this is so you hard got to it. say. Yeah. You got I just want to say trail your failure. I probably did earlier failure. as well. That was called Dark Shadows. Dark, Dark Shadows. Shadows. Johnny Depp. I'm wondering if the old TV show was a comedy though, because how yeah, how old is the TV show? Because I've never I seen have it. No idea. I think it's. I want to say it was in the 70s, but at the same time, I want to say I remember seeing it. Well, you and are I'm not old. that old. So yeah, okay. <laughs> But I don't know. But I guess we'll see what happens with that. In the supersized edition of the Geekly Dose, we're going to go ahead and do a second preview review and keep it going with the movie Iron Sky that is playing at the South by Southwest Festival currently. Now, with this movie, um, it's a very much an independent release. Sure. Do you know if it's going to be coming to, like... Theaters. I don't think they know yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Usually you know with I mean? these, you tend not to know uh, where it's going to go from until you see how it does an independent uh, route. Yeah, you know, you, you see, know. It and then you maybe you'll get distribution from some company, and mm-hmm. they'll put it in a couple theaters. Well, uh, but this is a film I don't even think I've heard of. Yeah, I can't I say I've. Uh, I haven't heard of either of these movies today. So well, that's the goal news. of the whole preview. <laughs> all news to me. Now, apparently on um, IMDb, it's already had a rating of 7.9, which Out isn't terrible. Um, oh, it has some critic reviews. Well, yeah, it premiered already at the festivals. Now, here's where, <laughs> this is what grasped me, the uh, tagline here. those UFOs? The Nazis set up a secret base <laughs> on the I think I'm going to like this. Okay. In 1945, where they hide out and plan to return to power in 2018. Ah, that must be related to Die Glock. What? Yeah, well, it's a Nazi super weapon. It oh. means the bell. Yeah, uh, you know the only a Nazi would know something like that, Steve. Well, as the uh, <laughs> my secret is out. No, uh, no, as the uh, conspiracy goes, the Nazis were in development of a massive super weapon called Die Glock, mm. which is uh, like I want to say it like worked on sound waves, but the whole idea was that it would like I don't know disintegrate people, but. The conspiracy is that they actually developed it in this underground base, and during the raids on one of their, you know, cities that they were occupying, 
uh, one of the Nazi scientists managed to smuggle either the device or one of the blueprints out. And so allegedly it's still out there, this horrible device. But I mean, obviously. Dude, those Nazis were up to some shit. Well, you know, (laughs) Hitler was very much into the occult and like mysticism. Trying to like, you know, resurrect and, and, and summon demons to fight yeah. on their side. I mean, yeah. A la Hellboy movies, right? Which, of course, is why uh, everybody loved the Nazis so much. I don't know. What? No, I mean, it's just so weird. Like, you know, like, what sane person is like, oh, yeah, that's the side I'm joining, the, the demon-worshipping, uh, murdering, like, who... Well, apparently... Who willingly became a Nazi back then? Well, I don't understand. Maybe we'll save that for our Nazi podcast uh, <laughs> next week on Geekly Dose. No, I'm just, well, I'm just kidding. Although it is interesting... Nazis come up. It is interesting in pop culture... Uh, the path that the Nazis have taken because obviously you think of Nazis and you think like oh this is you know horrible genocide all this stuff but when you look at the pop culture uh, representation of Nazis in video games and like goofy movies like Iron Sky like are we so over everything that they did (laughs) we are not that it's now free comedic like ground like oh goofy Nazis like I don't understand They're, they're the perfect villain because there's no question of how evil they were, which is why right. they're in so many video games. You know, like, you know we that, need we, a villain. The Nazis. funny thing is we, we've seen that with so many films, things that used to be really taboo to talk about and very yeah. serious and that kind of thing. And eventually sure over time it becomes a little lighthearted. So, like, slavery and, and, and homosexuality. And, well, I'm sure and just, at the end of uh, now it's all, Titanic you know, they'll have a new twist ending for the 3D release where Jack comes back to life as a zombie and he, a walks, zombie the, Nazi? he walks the ghost ship of the Titanic. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, it's goofy now. Hey, that sounds like Titanic <laughs> 2, which they made. Yeah, but. it's called the second Ghostbusters when yeah. uh, Cheech Marin saw the Titanic uh, arriving in port better late than never, I believe was his line <laughs> in that movie. That is true. <laughs> so Iron Sky. I mean, hey, I'm very. I how do you set just up a, based on this poster? I'm pretty. How do you set up I'm a secret base on the moon? Like, how do you have a rocket ship that goes to the moon and people not notice? I mean, that that's a lot of resources you're using up. You well, know? you know, like, you know, if you if you go conspiracy uh, route, yeah. Then, there's a lot of things that could be on the moon that we don't know about, including huge uh, Decepticons. Yeah, apparently. So, it's true. Um, so are you predicting a teaser pleader? You know, I have a feeling that this movie is just going to be a lot of good fun. <laughs> so I'm going to go with teaser pleaser. I am also going to go with teaser pleaser because if there's one thing I enjoy, it's Nazis in space. <laughs> it's gonna, do you think it's going to be so bad that it'll be good or do you think it'll be just good? I think it'll be. I think it'll be good, but in the sense that this movie's supposed to be over the top, you know, action sure. or whatever with special effects and just a goofy, a, idea. a decent storyline, yeah. yeah. you know, popcorn flick type thing. I think it'd be good in that sense. Um, I'm gonna have to agree. All right, let's give it a watch. The Iron Sky trailer. Yes. Only moments ago, New York has come under attack. Witnesses claim to have seen hundreds of UFOs. It's opening fire! I love the, the classic UFO design, too, mm-hmm. the flying discs. Oh, right, right. The original. Yeah. <clears throat> and right here, you think it's an alien movie. <laughs> they, haven't, I, they haven't really felt, wait. Oh, we've got marching. Oh, soldiers. it's present day. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love the swastika uh, moon base, but I mean, like, they didn't want anybody to uh, make any mistake that no, they were anybody but Nazis. Nazis. Is that Sarah Palin? Yes. Yeah. It is. Well, not actually her, but an, an actress. Right. 
Okay, so Sarah Palin. Oh, so they're assuming she her, her likeness. So what you're telling me is a Nazi civilization lived on the moon for 70 years, and now they're coming back. Wait, so Sarah Palin is a president of the United States in this film? Well, for comedy, why not? We just happen to have true. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> Presidents who start a war in their first term get re-elected. Yeah. Und wegen alle diese Untermenschen von der Erdkarte. That guy's oh, is that like immortal Hitler? Is that early? I mean... Shit! This just keeps getting better and better. Wow. I'm not disappointed by what I'm seeing. I'm not either. No. <laughs> of course, visually it looks amazing. Yeah. And, like, they know what they're making. They have to know what they're making. But you said this was, like, an independent release? That's yeah. crazy. Because this totally looks like a blockbuster, you know. I don't think they did that on their iMac. Well, <laughs> I say independent in the way that it, I believe it was developed in Finland. Sure. But, yeah, okay. But it still has a massive budget. It probably has a substantial budget, yeah. Or even just a really good special effects guy who just works for free. Yeah. Wow. Well, you have to love the, uh... The fact that the moon has a dark side, just, if you ever need, you know, just like, I don't know where they come from. Oh, the dark side of the moon, obviously, there's, we there's can't see it. But there's infinite storylines. Yeah, you know, anything can, from, can come from the dark side of the moon. That actually looked pretty cool. I'm going with Teaser Pleaser. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to stick with, stick with that, too. Yeah. Um, that film, the film looks pretty cool. Sure. I mean, Nazis you've got Nazis space. and... UFOs and but they're not apparently UFOs. They're Sarah Nazi Palin UFOs. is NFOs maybe not Nazi flying objects. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> of course, President Palin. President yeah, Palin. I mean that alone makes me want to yeah. watch the film. You know? Okay. Well, yeah. Hey, it looks interesting. I mean, yeah. of course, we might have to wait for it on DVD or maybe it'll <laughs> right. or maybe it'll end up in in, in theaters yeah, uh, nationwide or something like that. I think that. it's like a, a following release. on uh, YouTube, but. Whether or not it goes beyond that, I mean, mm -hmm. it's really unpredictable at this point. Either way, we'll probably get our hands on it for you guys, and if you'd like to see a review for it or something like that, then we'll we'll we'll, we'll go back to that. We'll do our best to watch it. We'll revisit it at that time. Yeah. It's definitely but, uh, worth a watch to watch the uh, trailer. You can find both of them on YouTube. Sure. And of course, if anybody has suggestions for a trailer they would like us to review, yeah. uh, we're always looking for uh, any ideas if you want to send us an email. Here's the thing. At the point, I don't think we've decided exactly uh, where this podcast is going to end up. I assume it's going to be on iTunes. Um, when we find out more, we'll try to let you know at some point. <laughs> yeah. Because at this point, there's really no way to contact us. Is that's right. What we're going to do in the future is we're probably going to, you know, uh, get some geekly dose uh, email addresses and stuff like that. So if you want to email us sure. uh, feedback and stuff like that, there may be a website. I, we don't know. This is the first episode, so of course you could always. We don't have everything figured out. You show. could always connect to our psychic link and uh, <laughs> listen to the podcast live through our brains. We're gonna go for geeklydose at gmail.com, so don't steal it. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, do that we're right we're gonna get that as soon as we're done. <laughs> yeah, I'll do this live on the air. Uh, yeah. Registering for a Gmail account. And on that, and on that note, you know, the, don't steal it because you're gonna wait to put the, the podcast out before you go for the email address. It's like you think people have heard it yet? Okay, now get the email. Uh, no, just, I mean one one thing right now is that we um I forgot what my point was. Well, fantastic. Well, so much for that whole thing. <laughs> anyway, that was the preview review segment, and yes. that was our supersized version. Uh, you can expect a single trailer for episodes to come, unless we do another supersized episode, and that is it. Now let's move on to the game review segment. Yes, of course, the uh, video game review. Uh, the game that I played 
Uh, and I meant to bring it so that everybody else can check it out, but I forgot. Fail? Yes. Uh, but the game is uh, Resident Evil Revelations, which came out for the 3DS. Uh, I was wrong earlier about January. It actually came out February 7th. Okay. Uh, but uh, it is a proper uh, Resident Evil, like, full game. Okay. Uh, going back to the uh, the survival horror roots. Ah. Yes. Which is where I like the roots Of course. To uh, it plays a lot more... Like, uh, the games that came before Part 4, uh, mm-hmm. obviously Part 5 was so far out of what right. anybody wanted from a Resident Evil game. Yeah. That, uh, and you can kind of see in the trailer for Part 6 the fact that they're like, hey, maybe we should do things, like, bring regular zombies back and mm-hmm. have it a little scary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, the, the whole premise of the game is that, uh, Chris Redfield has apparently gone missing at the beginning of the game, obviously. And uh, you play Jill Valentine, and you have to find Chris. Well, where could where could he be? So uh, you end up on this massive cruise ship in the middle of the ocean uh, that, of course, has been overrun by uh, creatures. Of course. Of course, because, you know. You can't just go there and be like, right. hey, Captain, hey, what's up? Hey, where's because Chris? Would, oh, he's actually in the, uh, he's eating right now. <laughs> Because the in end. a Resident Evil game, it would just be too weird for it to be a normal cruise ship. Right? No, no, of course. <laughs> but it, it, it does a very good job of uh, taking place, like taking the place of the, the, the classic mansion idea of where, you know, you're kind of in this confined area that you have to slowly work your way through, finding keys and solving puzzles. And there's a lot more like ammo conservation and, and that type of thing. They do break it up, interestingly enough, since it is a portable game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, And they understand that, you know, nobody's going to play their handheld for like five hours like they do a console game. The game is broken up into chapters. And every other chapter is a slightly more action-oriented chapter starring okay. one of the other side characters. Mm-hmm. But uh, I found that it never truly, like, detracted from the, the survival horror experience of the, of the core game. Okay. Yeah. I, I loved it. Really? Yeah, it looked great. The 3D was okay. I mean, you know, I could do without it. I, I've yet to actually play a game that uses the 3D in such a way that it's necessary. Right. But it's kind of the same with movies. I've yet to see Is it ever movie. really necessary? No, of course not. They just want extra <laughs> money. Mm-hmm. That's the way the world works. Uh, also, the game uh, has a online co-op mode. Yes. Uh, It's not playing through the actual story mode. The way they do it is they take sections of the cruise ship and they put a goal uh, in one of the locked away rooms and you and your partner have to make your way to the goal. And then the more you play it, you kind of level your character up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get more powerful weapons and like upgrades for them. And it, it kind of kept me invested in the game a lot longer than I would have been if it wasn't there. Because I breezed through the single player. It was only 10 hours on my first playthrough. And I kind of played through it slowly because I wanted to take everything in. Of course. I'm sure if you play through it again, you could probably get through it in like two, three hours. Well, maybe not two. Like three or four. Mm-hmm. Just like the original Resident Evil games. They were kind of long when you first played through them, but you could beat the first Resident Evil in like three hours. In fact, that's how you unlock. Honestly, uh, well, that's it, how you unlock something. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the time goes into uh, just remembering where that door is that yeah. you need to unlock. Well, they have a a, a map on the, the the DS has two screens, and on the bottom screen they have a map. A that's, map. It's always there. I okay. know. Did you imagine a video game with a map that tells you where you need to go so you don't <laughs> get lost? It's revolutionary. But isn't part of the fun being lost? Huh? Well, I mean, obviously. I mean, after the third hour of being lost, it's not that fun. But you know. yeah, I mean, the my main 
issue, and I have this with every video game that involves uh, shooting creatures, is no matter how many powerful weapons they throw at me, I'm only ever going to use my starting handgun because yeah. I want to save all my missiles for the last boss. Like, of course. Of course. And the, the boss did not disappoint. I'm not going to spoil anything, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I actually highly recommend this game. Well, that's good. Um, and I'm sorry, you may have actually mentioned this in there, but uh, in terms of uh, chronology of the Resident Evil oh, story, yes, where does course. this game fit in? The game falls between part four and five. In fact, uh, at the end of the game, you kind of have this sense that uh, Chris and Jill are headed to wherever they were in part five. That, okay, uh, okay. That, you know, a certain event happened in yeah, part five like that Africa split them up. Or yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it takes place between those games. And they actually do an interesting job. The, the primary plot is that there was this city that they built out in the middle of the ocean because you know people do that right and uh <laughs> why not hey uh where you want to move to oh here there's a city atlantis yeah there's a city ten thousand miles into the ocean oh let's live there we're not gonna be able to go anywhere <laughs> but uh uh terrorists attack it and they unleash uh the t abyss virus which is like a modified t virus which just goes to show you like how far back. How many really different going. strains of this virus? Oh, T virus, G virus, right? like uh, there's too many to count. <laughs> and how do people get their hands? Like how did this terrorist group get their hands on this military grade zombie creating virus? So like, they didn't they didn't explain that in the game. Ah, uh, no, the po- politics because every in time, the plot kind of started to fall. Every time apart you think one the of these strains are like you know eradicated at the end of the game. In the next one, you find out, no, psych, no. there's still a little bit no, left over, not. right? Well, you know, the city uh, ended up being destroyed. And so the, the plot is you're trying to figure out what truly happened there. Because mm-hmm. there's kind of like, there's some politics involved uh, in the back with the, I guess, company that Chris and Jill work for. Their little anti-zombie group. Oh, right. I for- yeah, I forgot the name. Yeah, like yeah. BRC. I don't know what it's called. Right. But anyway... Uh, used to be stars, but they moved on to some new Yeah, they're not cops. Stars were just cops. Fighting crime uh, in the future right. time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so the, there's some politics involved, and that's definitely the, the my main fault with the game, is the fact that it kind of becomes hard to follow, because you have people double-crossing other people mm-hmm. in offices that you don't care about. But other than that, the core gameplay itself, which is, you know, what you want... You know, to be afraid to turn the corner because there might be a hunter, you know, jumping around ready to cut your head off. And, you know, that's what it delivers. And I think they did an excellent job going back to that more survival horror aspect of the franchise. Good. Yeah. Which is definitely going to make up for uh, Operation Raccoon City. I don't look, I'm not looking forward to that. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I was actually thinking about getting that. I don't like the fact that you have a Resident Evil where every time I see the commercial for it, there are no creatures. Oh, okay. Like, then, well, also not only that, I haven't seen a commercial for it yet to where you see any actual gameplay yeah. footage or not. I, that's always a bad. Like sign from what I understand, it's like, from what I understand, Operation Raccoon City is going to be a multiplayer focused, uh, squad based shooter in which two teams of humans are fighting each other and there just happen to be zombies running around. But you do don't you play as like um, umbrella agents in that, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't think, I think that, that was you, that was their whole that was the whole interesting, you know. I don't think that you that play as like characters. I don't think you can be I hear Leon is in it, but I don't think you can play Leon. Right. That's why I, I mean uh, umbrella agents. Yeah. You know. Like uh who's a popular umbrella agent? Hunk? 
He's like the only one that has a name. Well, yeah, right? obviously he's the coolest one. But uh, you know those kinds of characters, and obviously you know they have like liquors and like tyrant. And I mean, all it, that. It, it, from what I understand, and I haven't done much research on it, but it sounds like a cool concept that you go into uh, Raccoon City or wherever, and you're an umbrella agent, and you're going in there, and you have to eradicate like humans too, right? Don't you yeah. actually like take out humans in this yeah. game because you're just trying to wipe everybody out so you can just kind of cleanse the city of the, the T-virus. And but I feel like... Let no one escape who may be infected. Yeah, but there's nothing new and interesting that I see. Like, I've played games where I'm on a team with other people fighting people. I've played games where we're fighting and there are creatures running around. Like, And, and then the fact that, you know, Capcom... Uh, is doing a shooter and Japanese companies and third person shooters don't always mix very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did do the lost planet, uh, series, which part two was actually pretty good as opposed to part one, but I don't know. There's, there's definitely a different philosophy between Eastern and Western developers when it comes to shooters and the way they present shooters, uh, with their online, like multiplayer component. Okay. Uh, and I don't know. I just, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that it's going to be very good. Well, you heard his official thoughts on that. Um, and I'm afraid to say that because I'm I'm going to get hate mail from people like, no. what do you mean you don't like Resident Evil? Well, I didn't well, say that. All, you know, it's, it's all I opinion. said was right. Resident Evil 5 sucked and I couldn't play through the whole game. I mean, here's game. the thing, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a massive fan of a Resident Evil franchise. Yeah, of course. I've played are, all of them. Are all the games good? No. no. Are all the films good? No. no. But interesting enough, there's still a new film coming out. Oh, God. I played... Uh, that PS1 uh, Resident Evil game where it was like a first-person shooter. It was like survival. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I think oh, it that was... game was so bad. Yeah, I beat it in maybe like two hours. It was very short because I say it was the first time I ever played through it, and I beat it like mm-hmm. immediately. And it was extremely easy because spoiler alert: the last boss is a tyrant, but uh, <laughs> he's supposed to be like oh fast and agile tyrant, and I killed him with my handgun because. The AI was so bad that he ran right at my face. So as long as I was backing away from him, he could never reach me. Right. So literally the entire end boss fight was me slowly backing up, shooting, shooting him, him with my handgun <laughs> until he died. There was no fight. You know that you know a boss fight sucks when you can use your handgun to finish him off. Exactly. <sighs> Let me guess, aim for the exposed heart, because that makes sense. Also, what is it with Resident Evil games and giving people like one giant eyeball on their shoulder? Like, is it just me, or do they do that all the time? I thought, I thought that was just uh, William Birkin that had the big well, eye it, on his shoulder. William Birkin definitely is one of the examples, but I, I think they've done that more than once. <laughs> are they, you, they are you sure it, it wasn't William Birkin every time you saw him? <laughs> well, he did have he five. Dies, apparently. He had five forms. You know, he was like yeah. a, a, a jellyfish at the end of the game that you had mm-hmm. to shoot, which if you play through both scenarios, the actual ending of part two. Are you talk, okay, you're talking about part two. On the train, right. yeah. yeah. But, uh, but no, Which is my favorite one. Oh yeah, way. obviously. But even well, you know, well, I think part four is my favorite one. Um, part four is definitely my second. Okay, here are the only ones I actually played myself. Okay, right. Okay, I part- played them all, by the way. Okay, <laughs> I, I, my a friend of mine played part one. I watched him play mm-hmm. from start to finish. I never actually played it myself, but I played part two, mm-hmm. part three, part four, and Resident Evil Code Veronica. Okay. Those are the only ones I actually played. Now, out of those, did I did I say Resident Evil five? Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, I did play that one. I bought it, beat it, and traded it in because it just wasn't. I played what I halfway it to through part five and I gave up on it. So we we kind of stand in the same yeah. place on that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it took too much of an action yeah. turn for me. It was too it different from the other games. No, it wasn't. Especially when you look at like 
you know, they're like, oh, Resident Evil 5, it's all new and exciting. But then, like, at the, that literally at the same time, Dead Space came out, and, like, okay, Resident Evil clearly sucks, and this is what they should have done. Right. You know, like... The whole thing, like, being able to walk and shoot at the same time is something that Dead Space had, and Resident yeah. Evil didn't. And some people would say that, well, the fact that you can't walk in and shoot just makes it more terrifying. Well, to, and it I adds think that's to just a cop-out, right? It adds to the challenge, but it adds to it, like, artificially... It's like, an annoying challenge. Exactly. Though. It doesn't help anything. It doesn't make me more scared. It just makes me want to throw the fucking controller. Yeah. No. It you was, know? It was, it was not good. It was not... Resident Evil 5 clearly should not have happened. And it makes me worried about Part 6. Because I don't know like, what part of the Capcom team made uh, this Revelations game for the 3DS, which clearly they did a very good job, right. and I doubt that their handheld division or whatever is going to make you know a major console game like Part Six, which is already in development. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if it's the same people that made Part Five. You know, will they have quote learned their lesson about Part so. Five? I think so, because you know one thing I've learned about these kinds of things is that for the most part these companies do listen to uh, consumers and gamers and their thoughts and they like to read message boards because now it's so easy for them to get feedback because all they have to do is go on YouTube and look at a review and see you know what the problems are and if it's a consensus I think they're going to try to um, take it back to to because what? I don't think big companies listen as much as you would want them to I think they do. All right. I mean, I mean, they definitely listen to critics, right? So yes. if 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 Game Informer said something about it in Metacritic and etc., then I think they're going to do something. And what I'm gathering from the Resident Evil Six trailer is that, from what I can tell, okay, at least part of it takes place in the U.S. Sure. So that means they're going to reintroduce zombies into yeah. it. I don't and it think there's going to be any lost plagas in this game. Looks like uh, Chris and Leon are going to be the players, right? Which for once, is two amazing, male playable right? characters. I'm I'm stoked about that because Leon's always been my favorite character and Chris yeah. is he's cool too. I just you know? want to know what happened to Claire. Think about it. The last time we saw Claire, did, did Claire did Claire show up in Resident Evil Five at all? I feel uh, like she had a cameo. If she did, like I that. didn't get that far. I mean, I she know was, you couldn't play as her. She was but... playable in Part Two, and that's it. well, she was also in Co Veronica though. She yeah, was actually right. the main person you played yeah, with. Yeah, because she went looking with her, for her and brother. Chris. Which, in like Antarctica or something in, like that. In um, Revelations, Chris is missing again. Yes, so well, kind of the same as Cole Veronica. I don't right? want to say too much, but he's both missing and not missing because you actually get to play him. Okay, same also. as Cole Veronica then. Yeah. So maybe that game has a lot more in common with Cole Veronica then. Maybe it does. I've only uh, played Cole Veronica once, and it was a long time ago. My memory is kind of fuzzy. Although I do remember, I think the was it the last boss that was like a giant moth. Yeah, it was. Uh, we shot lasers at it. Yeah. Yeah, her, her that name was, was Veronica. Yeah. Well, there you go. It was her <laughs> code. more interesting about that game, though? <laughs> is that the first time... I actually still had that game on Dreamcast. Sweet. Yeah, well, first, at least you played it on Dreamcast. That yeah. was the superior version, yes. The first time I played that game, I made it all the way to the boss mm-hmm. and did not have enough ammunition to finish. You told me about this. Yeah. Right. So, I played it again, like, two years ago. I made sure I saved every big weapon that I had. So, by the time I got to the boss this time around... I beat the game. I beat the boss in like twenty seconds because I had everything. So it was one of those games to, you know, back when they had the whole thing about storing your weapons yes. and stuff like that. I don't think they don't have that anymore, right? They have that in this new one. Really? You, you can, can store only, your weapons. It's not where you have like an inventory, uh, like screen where you can just have whatever you can carry. Mm-hmm. As much as you only ever have two guns on you. Oh, okay. So they give you all the guns you want, but uh, they have like little like. 
you know, weapon, like, item crates throughout the maps that if you want to switch weapons, you have to go to one of those. Okay. So, you know, if you want your magnum, it's going to be in place of something So else. they really are going back to survival horror yes. by limiting the weapons that you can carry for the most part and stuff exactly. like that. And from what I understand, even though some enemies, when you kill them, will drop ammo, from what I understand, there's, there's very much, like, a finite amount in the game. You can't, like, hoard up a million bullets, especially when you consider the fact that you can actually only carry 200 bullets for your handgun before you can't pick up anymore. Okay. So, yeah, it's definitely more along the survival horror lines, which is what I really enjoyed about it. Good. Well, you heard that. Steven enjoyed Resident Evil Revelations. Uh, Yes. I don't have a 3DS, so I can't play it. (laughs) I'll bring uh, it next time. Okay, I will will trust you. Because it is definitely worth trying. I would trust you when you say it's a a good um, Maybe it'll sway you. You don't have any handheld. I don't. Have you ever, like, had a Game Boy or anything? I had a Game Boy. I um, I had a Game Boy, and if my memory serves me correctly, I think I actually got the Game Boy, like, way after it was, its popularity had ran did out. Did you have the f- old fat Game Boy, or yeah. did you have, like, the Game Boy Pocket? No. Okay. The fat one. I had a fat the one, The fat too. one that wouldn't fit in your pocket. No. It <laughs> took four AA batteries that, you know, well, no, Nintendo's good with battery life. It kind of lasted a while. But, but I, I do want to get a, I do wanna get a Vita. Ridiculous. Like, I, I decided that if I'm going to get a handheld game, that's probably going to be the one, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm basing that on nothing at all. Other than Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's a good... Yeah, sure. Uncharted. Why not? You know, so... Yeah, I'll be checking that out. Okay, I think that's it for our game review. You hear that? Steven says, go out and get it. So, go out and get it. If you have a 3DS and you like Resident Evil, go out and check that game out. Yes. All right. Normally, on this segment, we would go to our comic review. Are there any comics you've been reading recently? Oh, jeez, what was that? We don't have any plan, but, you know, if you've yeah. read one recently to note, um, now's the time. Well, interestingly enough, the last comic I read is a very old comic. Uh, I just started reading the Sandman series from, I guess Neil Gaiman wrote it, like, in the 80s. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I have access to all of them, so I'm mm-hmm. going to read all of them. But I read through the first book, which was kind of slow because it was clearly him trying to introduce the the whole universe mm-hmm. that he's, you know, basing this in. It's even though it's supposed to be like DC Sandman, it it's not related to the uh the superhero right. from the JSA that preceded this. Mm-hmm. So uh it's, it's it's pretty good. It uh takes place uh in with Morpheus. He is the dream king, the Sandman. He's the main yeah. character. And uh, his relatives are called the Endless. You know, there's like Death, Desire, yeah, uh, Dream, which is him. Uh, I don't know. They all start with a D, but but uh, yeah. but no, uh, it's pretty interesting. Other than that, I have the uh, the Walking Dead uh, omnibus edition of like the first like five like books, which oh, I yeah. guess is like the first like fifty issues. But yeah. uh, I I've I've kind of started reading through that, but uh, I haven't really had a chance to. To really delve into it. Surprisingly okay. enough, my wife reads a lot more comics than I do. Oh, yeah? <laughs> She's read all those uh, Walking Deads, and uh, she started on that recently is the uh, Avengers vs. X-Men. It's really yeah, that just started. Right that just yeah. started uh, maybe like this month or, or last month. It looks interesting. I don't uh, know why they're fighting, because I don't... Exactly. That's, really that's one of the things them. I want to figure out, but I figured I'd just ask her. <laughs> like, didn't they it. just have a civil war? Do we need them to fight again? What? They're fighting. They keep fighting each other. Yeah. And calling it different things every yeah, time. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't read any comics recently, unless I'm forgetting something. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a bookshelf full of graphic novels and things that are still in plastic, 
<laughs> and I need to get to. Well, you need to open so, those. <laughs> yeah, dude. A lot of a lot of good Spider-Man stuff. Um, but no, I haven't really, haven't really dived too much in the comics lately. Well, maybe. Uh, I guess with we'll the Avengers movie. You. I guess with the Avengers movie coming out. Yeah. You know, there it'll spike up. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's already like an Avengers movie prequel comic out. Or something like that, because they always do those things, you know? And I'm sure, you know, like, it's no coincidence that uh, Avengers vs. X-Men is happening right now. Yeah. And the Avengers movie is movies. coming out. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it's clearly it's marketing, so. It might bring back the X-Men with that concept of versus Avengers. Sure. That way we can continue the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, Avengers vs. X-Men the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hugh Jackman in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, so we're gonna keep that short and move on to our second seg- uh, second uh, part of the dose of geek and entertainment news. Sure. Now, our first thing I wanted to mention is um, you both. You guys both have PS3s. Did you play Heavy Rain? Yes, I played Heavy Rain. I have not played it. I've seen most of it, and I technically own the game, mm-hmm. but I have not started playing it. Oh, it's, I really liked it. I like a story. Amazing game. game. Amazing. Yeah, and the reason I bring it up is because uh, Quantum Dream, which is Heavy Rain's developer, uh, released a tech demo that's running on the PS3 in real time. It's called Kara, and it centers around a female humanoid who starts to experience real emotions while she's being constructed on an assembly line. And so she's like an android. Yeah, she's an android being uh, put together by Apple. No, I'm kidding about that part. But <laughs> now uh, I'm sure it's some Japanese or, or tech you. company. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, if this is playing on a PS3 and we can expect this in the future from them, I mean, it's very impressive to see. I'm just going to play a couple seconds worth just to give you an idea of okay. uh, what other people are seeing. Well, we've got lens flares. Well, we're <laughs> off to a good start. Yeah, thanks, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> now, this is after she's already been put together. Okay. Locomotion check. Clearly going for the... Uh, Great. You're ready for work, Let's honey. not make an ugly robot right there. I don't know if she's gonna. What's going to happen to me now? <laughs> well, that's the uncanny valley <laughs> distorting your views. Maybe they're not done with it yet. So, yeah. I'm a sort of merchandise. Is that right? Yeah. Of course you're merchandise, baby. I mean, you're a computer with arms and legs. <laughs> baby. <laughs> I didn't make you to have sex with you. And you're baby. worth a fortune. Oh, it's Actually, sad, but I've already lost interest in this because I feel like I already know where it's going to go. Right? She's going to start to believe that she's human, etc. You know, how many times have we seen that story? Please. Well, it's not about the story route. with this. It's just a technical demo. Oh, I know Will demo. Smith this time. Okay. It's a technical demo just to show off their graphic abilities. It's not really about... Oh, um, well, I completely... Yeah, it's not I a trailer... I completely missed that, didn't I? Yeah, it's not a trailer to a new game or anything they're doing. It's just simply, oh. here's what capabilities we have with making things look humanoid. You know, if oh, they were okay. to release an, a Heavy Rain 2 or something... Well, when, it's interesting when you look at... The technology behind uh, both Heavy Rain and even more recently that L.A. Noir game that Rockstar yeah. put out, like they've come a long way when it comes to like portraying very realistic faces mm-hmm. and expressions and things like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, you know, I, I I believe that you know this could run on a PS3. PS3 is a super powerful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it looks good. I'm you know I'm just hoping that they actually try to put out a sequel to Heavy Rain soon. Like apparently they're making a film. Like I want to see. Another video game. I don't see why they wouldn't. The game is a movie. The first Heavy Rain game did so much better than anybody expected it to because it's such a niche genre of Mm -hmm. game. And it was kind of like 
you know, trying something so differently, it, it very easily could have not sold anything. And surprisingly, it, it sold a lot of copies. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, all the money they made off of it, they might see, you I'm know, just wondering what's doing taking part so two long, might be worth it. Know? Well, Maybe I, they're just trying to, you know, advance their, uh, their software. Maybe. Yeah, their technology. And maybe this is... I mean, They're giving say, us an idea of what the next Heavy Raid game could look like, I yeah. guess. Maybe. Oh, that's great. Based on this demo. <laughs> <laughs> Her severed head being assembled. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't show us that part. Heavy initially. Raid 2 is going to have a lot of severed heads in it. <laughs> well, you know, if there's one thing the first game needed, it's more severed heads. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there's not enough severed heads. Hey, in this there game. were plenty enough severed fingers in that game. Uh, <laughs> but you didn't play it, so. No, but I, I, I know what part you're I don't want to spoil about. that. I for know you. what part you're I've seen most but of it. But that's the just game. one of many, uh, right, alternative scenarios in that sure, game. Sure, so. sure. I don't know if I'm, if I'm willing to cut my finger off. But, I mean, you know, right. I don't know the, <laughs> how they presented it to you, so maybe I will. Well, it was kind let of me like ask you this. Either I'm, that or his son would die. Yeah, so, you know, let me <laughs> ask you. Would you. You cut the finger off in the game, right? Well, I, I tried to play I tried to play every scenario. So yes, during one of the I scenarios, I did chop okay. my finger off. But yes. then you didn't in another. Time. Right. Okay. Right. Oh, really? What would you do in real life? <laughs> if I if if my son was being kidnapped somewhere, Wait, what was you the know kid's I really name? don't know. Jason. Jason. Right. Jason. 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 Yeah. Wait, it, it was Jason, right? Pretty sure. Yeah. Are we sure? It Unless could be any two syllable. Any, any two syllable name. name. David. David. Kevin. 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 What was his name? No. No. Okay. No. The guy's name was I'm Ethan. I'm pretty That's sure it was Jason. His dad's name was Ethan. Oh, Ethan. 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 It could have been anything. Yeah. You can just. I don't think the kid's name is really that important. Yeah. No. What's yeah, really part, is. What's really important that. is if you remembered what color sweater he was wearing. That's what's really important. <laughs> so you, so you don't I mean, you I know, know a lot about the I game. I know a lot about the game. I've never okay. played it, though. Well, it's a good game, man. That, yeah. Matter of fact, I mean, other than that, the screaming of the name, <laughs> that whole sequence is very good because it's like it's kind of blurry and you're making your way through this crowd of people yeah, and you're, you're trying, trying to, to keep track the of the red balloon and everything. Yeah. yeah, no, that game is it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, Please, Quantic Dream, let's get a sequel out, damn it. While I'm still I'm sure it took young. a long time to make that first yeah, game. No, I mean, it's right. probably gonna take How a long, long has time. it been since that game came out? I have I mean? no idea. It's years. Been a while. Well, I mean, it's been at least was it two, early in the PS3? Like, do you remember no. when you bought it? Yeah, I mean, I was. I'm pretty sure I was living in my last apartment, so it had to be, you know, the in the last three years. Yeah, you know, the game hasn't been so. out. I mean, I only just ball. we only just got it, but only because we only just got it. Okay. Well, here we are. It came out on February third, two thousand ten. Twenty third, yeah. Twenty third. February third is my birthday. I was miss. <laughs> oh, you're not that special. Ah, like on oh, my birthday, they'll release the sequel. <laughs> Come on, Quantum Dream, you can do it. So <laughs> what? It's been over two years. I guess yeah. is what the point is, right? And is yeah. that is that? I don't know. That's that seems a bit long for a sequel. I don't, know. I don't think, that especially. It does. We don't even know if they're working on it. Well, you see, the problem is that, like, we're clearly living in an age where sequels come out very frequently. You know, like, mm -hmm. almost every year there's, like, a new installment in some franchise. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's what publishers want, even if it's not what developers want. Because clearly, to make a good game, it takes time. But, you know, you also have to please your stock investors, and so you have a byline to worry about. So, you know... I don't know. I, I, it could take a long time to make this sequel since it's only Qu Quantic Dream and it's only uh, it's Quantum Dream. Quantum yeah. Dream and it's only Heavy Rain. It's not like Call of Duty, which is a perfect example of a game that ha that comes out every year because 
the way Activision divides the Call of Duty franchise is that every other year, a new game from a studio comes out. So they have one studio that makes a game that comes out this year. And then next year, the game that comes out was actually developed by a different studio, which gives them two years to develop their games as opposed to just one. Right. Which is why they managed to keep the Call of Duty games, like, the quality as, as good as they are. Because even though it's yearly, it's technically not yearly for the developers. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, it could take a long time to make, you know, this game. If it's only been two years. Well... It feels like it's been longer than that. <laughs> you know, you play a game you really like, and two years goes by, and there's not a sequel. It kind of makes you tear up a little bit. Did the now, game maybe I'm just really emotional. Yeah. There, <laughs> but um, either way, I would like to see a sequel. I mean, you know, if this is any indication, this this tech demo seems like they're really getting there, stepping the game up. You know, so yeah. Not that it was they didn't need to step it up that much. I mean, the no. rain was pretty impressive. So I agree with that. Um, was the rain heavy? Yeah, sure. It was because yeah. it rained every single day in the game. That was part of the. Uh, uh, well, the it must have been thing. in Seattle. It was like an entire week, and it would rain like every day or mm-hmm. something like that. And that was part of the story. The killer would drown his victims in rainwater. Sure. So that is very there specific. There was lots of heavy rain. Let me tell you, if you have to live in just the right location <laughs> to be that killer, because if you live in like an arid plain state or like in this, you're not going to be getting a lot of rain. You're not going to be like, oh, yeah. come on. Like, Can't wait to kill somebody. Yeah, I know. It's not raining yet. <laughs> I believe it took place in some area where it rains a lot. So yeah, it's like, what does Jason do, like, between Friday the 13th? You know, it's like, <laughs> you, you don't have, like, he can only kill on that one day. So every other day, he's like, oh, God, what, what's this Friday the 16th? Guess I'll just watch Dexter or something. Yeah, it's like Friday the 12th comes along, and he's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> or Leap Year throws me off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn, Leap Year. March was going to have a Friday the 13th. But no, but that's, yeah. uh, that's interesting Saturday news now. there. Yeah, it's really cool. Um... Kind of reminds me, the facial recognition uh, reminds me of L.A. Noir, which I didn't play, but I've always wanted to get into that. Yeah, I never played it myself either, but uh, I hear it did. When you watch decently. the trailer for that, I mean, just the facial recognition just really pops. Yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of game needs to have really good like mm-hmm. graphics when it comes to like facial expressions, because the whole point of the game is as a detective, you're interrogating people, and you have to be able to tell if they're lying, but since it's not real life... If it's not animated right, you don't know if they're right. lying. You know, yeah. like, you only get so much from the inflection of somebody's voice, and, you know, the actor could just ham it up, like, oh, of course I was at the market. <laughs> right. Like, you know, but it has yeah. to be realistic. So, you know, if, if it didn't look as good as it did, that game would have completely fallen apart. It yeah. needed to look that good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in other news, um, this just in, the internet fad is not a fad. After uh, 244 years... Oh, I heard about this. Encyclopedia Britannica is ceasing print production. Yes. They still have a website, though. They do have a website. Um, I would have thought they would have... I had no idea they were still making them anyway. Well, that, I think that's why they shut down. <laughs> Nobody knew. <laughs> it was the last time you bought a, a huge, like, 32-volume heavy encyclopedia set for, like, $1,000. No, nobody wants that. Wikipedia's free. <laughs> I find it funny they uh, cited uh, this cursed internet fad and... Wikipedia as reasons for ceasing production. Now, well, yeah, Wikipedia killed it. I know, but it's it's a user developed uh, encyclopedia that is often incorrect. Yeah. Well, yeah, but as <laughs> the same time, anybody can edit the, the right. They can add. Well, yeah, anybody can. But that also means that you literally have thousands of editors. You know, like, I agree. You know, I'm sure they have a filtering like system that people can figure out if well, this is wrong. So let me send Wikipedia a note, and they'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I mean in, 
even Encyclopedia Britannica, like, they have a website, but from what I understand, that you have to pay to access all of its features. Like, it's mm. not even a free service. Yeah, There's I, a bunch I, of I don't understand why anybody would... No. Why would anybody want to subscribe to Encyclopedia Britannica online when no. yeah. you can just look up... You know, I mean, there's just too much free information out there for you to pay to get it. And I think they're just going to fail in general. And it'll just be a matter of time before we hear about them going bankrupt or yes, whatever. Prince is dead. You know. Well, honestly, uh, they actually celebrated the closing of <laughs> Oh, yeah. The they print. spun it in such a way that, like, well, we're going to rebrand and launch the website even better than ever. You know, like, that was their, like, you know, rebranding. Like, they clearly had to, like, turn bad news into good. And so they spun it Right. In that they way. put that... Yeah, well, their president, re- the president said um, the encyclopedia is actually accounted for less than 1% of the company's total sales, so they're not too heartbroken about it. What, does, what the what hell else do they sell? What does Britannica do? Well, they, uh, 85% of their sales is in education products, such as uh, online learning tools, cur- oh, okay. curriculum uh. products, and stuff like that. Um, and even the online version, which was uh, published in 1994, represents only 15% of the company's they, revenue. Uh, I wonder if they own Mavis Beacon. That's how I learned how to type. A so, lot of people do. I mean, you never know. That, that, they don't have many of those typing programs anymore. You'd be surprised. I never. I didn't. I didn't. I, learn, I didn't learn from a program, so this is news. I don't. Well, in all fairness, I learned how to type through uh, Instant Messenger because you had to be quick. But I mean, I used maybe I speaking when class. I was younger. No. Well, when was this? You took a class for typing in college. Yeah. Oh wow, you're late to the party. Huh? <laughs> I I knew how to type at a very young age. I did too. I remember there was a video game. It was um, Typing of the Dead. Kind of like no, it was like an asteroid. The letters would fall from the oh, sky, okay. and you'd I have to shoot them about. by hitting them. Yeah, and they would just keep coming at you really quick. And mm-hmm. I don't really think it helped with typing much. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a fun these. game. You didn't really learn to type words. I no, mean, yeah, I remember. I even had. Uh, I even had like a math game. Where, like, the formula would fall, and they'd have, like, these pipes, and you had to, like, solve the equation before it fell into the pipe, or, like, you know, I don't know, lava would kill your village. I don't know how it worked. (laughs) Something bad would happen. There's nothing that can make math fun to me. I don't care what kind of game you make it into. I did used to play a lot of math games. Like, this this guy, you can see his face, but he had a hat on and a... And a magnifying, magnifying glass. glass. Sure, and you can see his. Fa- did he flips. have a face? No, he, he had. Oh, a maybe he jacket. was the. Maybe he was the question from uh, DC. He has no face. Uh, could have oh. been. It was just a I black just face, blew your mind. A red hat and this big uh, blue Wait, jacket. Wait, he was in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was in blackface, roaming the hallways of school, answering <laughs> math questions. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. Uh, and before anyone gets offended by that, which, sure. <laughs> all three of us are of mixed races, which includes black. So it's uh, yeah, no, a multicultured panel here. In fourth grade, uh, my teacher had a computer in his classroom, and he had like you know math and spe- and typing like games, I guess you could call them. Interestingly enough, this is the same teacher that actually taught me how to properly play Minesweeper. Which a oh, lot of people don't even know how to play. Yeah, no, I still don't. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> don't tell see, me how to play mine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, the number represents, like, how many adjacent tiles have a bomb under them. I, I see you... I already lost you. So. No, no, I know that part. <laughs> I don't know. You just, it sounds familiar. It's a lot of luck and a lot of guesswork. But if you really figure it out, then... Yeah. The trick to Minesweeper is that first click. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. You can win or lose. If right you there. click the first click and a, a big open space opens, you could win that game. But yeah. if you click it and it's just a number or, or a bomb, yeah, then clearly you lost. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't figured that out, that's not it's the game. It's kind of like gambling in a way. <laughs> you know, you either win or you lose. But at the end of the day, somebody's exploding. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Mavis Beacon, you never had like a typing. No, man, game? I took I took a class. I took wow. a class. I had a textbook. That sounds like a horrible class. <laughs> that sounds really bad. Also, yeah. what kind of class centered on the computer has a textbook? Like, wouldn't it all be on the computer? Like, <laughs> you don't type into the textbook? Like, how is it a typing textbook? Believe like, it or not, man, the textbook was pretty thick. The only thing I can think of is that you have to type the textbook. I mean, did it, like, I don't understand what, what else would it have. There. Yeah, I, I think it had, you know, it had like a lot of, uh, it would tell you how to place your fingers. Sure. And, you know something? Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. this class that I took was not just typing. So it was typing slash other uh, computer things, Excel and all this kind of stuff. Oh, yes. So I think it was more so the you know the textbook just contained all of that in okay. one book. But, well, uh, in high school, class, yeah. I, in high school I took a um, computer class. The only actual computer class I ever took was in high school, and we learned uh, very basic programming in HTML and Visual Basic. Hmm. So, okay. my background is a little different than yours. <laughs> I just learned how to type two years ago. Like, I, I wish I was that young. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but yeah, I learned how to type mostly from uh, Instant Messenger, like AOL Instant Messenger, just because I would have friends on there, and you know, I would have to t- talk to them, and you do it enough times, and all of a sudden, you're good at typing. Like it's it's just practice, really. What the heck is this picture That's you put up? That's the game I used to play. Um, oh. What is that? You just basically roam the hallways and you go into these classrooms mm-hmm. and you answer the questions inside and it doesn't have a name for it. It very much looks like an old computer, like just those colors scream yeah. old computer. You got you you know, know. 256 colors and that's a good computer, you know, mm-hmm. better than the 4 or the 16. But, um, yeah, it's... Britannica is going to go the way of these typing games and these math games. <laughs> I'm sure it's the typing games time. still exist for people. Mavis Beacon is still <laughs> out there. Fun. You know, people are still trying to find Carmen San Diego. It's not over. She's not typing on the side of the road. <laughs> not everybody dies of dysentery in Oregon Trail. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely think this is the beginning of the end for uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. And well, it's, it's, I'm sorry to say that because I do actually. My mom had. You know, oh, I'm sorry, typhoid. <laughs> my mom had the entire like thing series, and I used to just sit there and, and look up stuff, and you know, there'd never be a, a, a fulfilling replacement. Boom! MS DOS <laughs> dysentery. Yeah. What did I tell you? <laughs> We're looking at pictures from Oregon Trail. Yeah, has anybody remembers Oregon Trail? In, in, in all fairness, it makes sense that this is happening to the Encyclopedia Britannica because. If you look at the trend of newspaper sales over the past couple of years, which have been drastically declining, um, print is almost yes, dead. Print, print is, 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 you're right. It's almost dead. Yeah. That's, Everybody it's, it's has sad. a... I mean, I still, you know, I don't read books very often, but no. if I do, I still prefer to have an actual book. Well, see, that's you very know? interesting because, you know, everybody has an iPad or a, a smartphone or a computer. It's interesting you say that about the books because I'm currently reading a book. And I'm reading it uh, with the Kindle app in my iPad. I am not holding, Sell out. I'm not holding a book. <laughs> and you know what? I don't feel bad about it. I really don't. Yeah. I could see myself doing this with more books. You know, I don't, I don't have a lot of shelf space in my room already, but I don't see the need to. It's so easy to like, oh, I want a book. Click. I have it. I don't have to drive anywhere. 
I don't have to wait for it to be delivered. It's there instantly, and it saves. It, and what's, I, what's yeah. interesting about the Kindle is, let's say you're reading a book, and you have a Kindle app on your phone, your iPad, your computer, and you might even have a regular Kindle. If you're reading the book, and you, like, you know, close it out, any device you go to, it's automatically on that page. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so simple. I don't know, man. It sounds like Skynet to me. <laughs> I think we just did a commercial. <laughs> commercial for Skynet. No. <laughs> so everybody out there, buy the Amazon Kindle. <laughs> Get the Amazon now Skynet. Just, Skynet now, 3.0. Yeah, now just $79 at Amazon.com. It, it, I, don't get me wrong. It's cool, and I will, I will buy into these devices as long as they keep making them. Mm. But I just, I think it's easier... For us, because we're older, but I, the thing that scares me and is curmudgeonly. By, <laughs> I, I, the thing that scares me is all the little kids that are growing up reading books on a Kindle yeah. versus a like, book. You know what I mean? It's just I, mean, I suppose, I, but it's only it a matter you of time. What kind of, a, what kind of future adults do we have? I don't you know. know. It's I only a matter of time. The thing is a bad thing before they don't have regular books. Like it really is only a matter of time. I mean, Skynet, they already, man. they already <laughs> have. Uh, <laughs> It's just colleges. <laughs> they already have colleges that allow you to use an electronic version of their textbooks. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. you know, it's it is Safe the way paper, of the future. Um, Think about it like this: they can reprint as many as they need. Kids nowadays, you know, they're you know they're born into a world of PS3. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's that's just the way it is. Not weird. everybody has to start with an NES or yeah, a, no, an Atari just... Twenty Six Hundred. Not everybody has to. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But we'll see what happens. And an update from about 10 minutes ago that game I was referring to where the guy did not use blackface <laughs> was uh, Midnight Rescue. Okay. So is he version. killing this robot with his camera? I, I yeah, know. yeah. Actually, okay. yeah. You took a picture of the um, the robots and they would freak out and just die. Okay. <laughs> it's like that episode of The Simpsons, <laughs> the Halloween episode. They went to Itchy and Scratchy Land and all the robots attacked everybody. Oh, yeah. Actually. And they would take pictures of them and they would malfunction. Wow. And Perfect. that was well, now useless we know. information by Tim. Now <laughs> we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. I guess it makes sense in some world. <laughs> <laughs> but we will miss that encyclopedia. Yeah, even rest you in can... peace, Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had um, when I was younger. We had a whole encyclopedia. Yeah, we had, we had, oh, we had yeah. them also. Could you imagine? You had to have to your them. door and trying to sell that to right. you today. You... Like, what are you selling? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you and, the, you and the Mormons can go chill over yeah. there. You know, yeah. Like, uh... yeah, I mean, <laughs> having that many encyclopedias. That's. Yeah, it's a waste it like, of space these days. I don't even know how many volumes. I would say that anybody that actually has them now, hold on to them, though, because you'll be, be one of the few people who actually still has them, and one uh, day it'll be like be this. they're not going to be worth anything. They're going to well, be full of I outdated mean, information. It'll, think about it, though, okay? In all of these post-apocalyptic films or whatever, when all the power goes out, who's going to be the people who has the who's power, Who's going right? to be the teachers and the professors? Right. It's like teach the new generation. It's like the Book of Eli, right? <laughs> sure. The guy, a oh, spoiler here. He had he had he was like the only person on the planet that had a Bible left, yes. and they yeah. were killing each other for this Bible because it was the last one. So I would Which say just that, goes oh, to show how bad of an idea Bibles are. <laughs> <laughs> That's another just podcast. Get rid of them. <laughs> That's another uh. podcast. <laughs> well, they'll be on your Kindle anyway. Oh yeah, but Bible they actually the, Kindle, the well, Bible you know, app. Probably already probably give exists. Them free. Yeah, they have Bible apps. And, and they have like free, free downloadable. Oh. That's the great thing about the Kindle. Also, uh, any book that's in public domain, like for instance, I just saw John Carter and I was like, well, that's interesting. Let me check out the book. Since it's so old, it's a hundred year old book. It oh, is wow. free to download. 
Mm-hmm. Any book in the public domain is completely free to download onto uh, from Amazon. It's not like you even have to like go to a sketchy website to do it. You know. So. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually mentioned in here um, the 2010 edition will be the last, and it even says it won't be a collector's item. So. Yeah. Do not go saving your book. <laughs> I'll take that back. <laughs> I mean, How much you can go to the sets cost. Like there's there's like fifty volumes. Can, continue these. using them to prop up your tables. Everywhere. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh god. Talk about a waste of shelf space in my bedroom when I was little. <laughs> um, as we all know, uh, South by Southwest is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Josh Sweden says he hasn't given up on Firefly. He wants to bring it back either as a movie or a show. And after coming off this Avengers thing, he might get his way just because he's going to be a, he's even a bigger name than he is now. Yes, right. the brown coats live on. Right. Yeah. Now, have you, either of you seen Firefly? I, I own, have not. Or I, Serenity the mo- was the movie that came I out. own the entire series. I've never, never seen either of them. So. Yep. You have seen it? Well. <laughs> <laughs> he owns it. He I own it. it. That's I've thing. seen a good bit of the episodes, but I haven't actually taken the time. I only just recently bought them all. I did, was not one of the few that watched it when it was coming on uh, television, you know, as new was, episodes. Might still be on Netflix. It, like uh, Fireflyer. It might be. Interestingly enough, they, it comes on the uh, Discovery Science channel. Yeah. Yeah, how weird is that? Which I don't have. Yeah. But, but first, no, uh, the first thing I saw was Serenity, and it's definitely worth a watch. I recently bought, I don't say like a couple months ago, I bought the, the entire series because it was on sale at Target. It was cheap. I was like, sure, I'll buy it. You know, I got the movie, and uh, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely want to watch it. It's just a matter of freeing up my schedule to watch a whole TV series. It's not, play heavy rain. That's, that's it's my, not as easy right. as it seems. Yeah, that's, that's my biggest problem with catching up on uh, entire series yeah. is like, hang I mean, the time. I have a DVR that is that rapidly fills, you know, and I, mm-hmm. it's hard enough to keep up with that. I'm two episodes behind on The Walking Dead as it is, so I mean, mm. I'm still gonna watch them. Though. I yeah, still have you them. need to watch that. I still have them. Well, here's a spoiler. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I'm looking forward to something Joss Whedon is doing because uh, more Joss Whedon news that isn't listed here. Um, Doctor Horrible uh, second episode maybe coming soon. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and I'm know if you, you guys are they still? That. Do you know no. if they're still only going to release it like on the internet and iTunes and stuff, or is it going to come to TV somehow? I'm fine with uh, <laughs> well, being I mean, on the internet. That's for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody has a some way to watch internet videos on their television anyway. I mean, if you have an Xbox or a PS3, yeah, that's true. You can play it. So you know, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. even if you have an Apple TV. Uh, yeah. Connected to your to your TV, then that makes it even simpler. I have my Xbox connected to um, everything the hip I can. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> it's connected to my hip bone. And uh, I just like been watching YouTube videos on it recently, and that's just incredible. See, I, I find uh, YouTube is kind of losing its luster for me. I hardly ever go on there. Right, like to look something up. Yeah, it's um, nice to have the ability though. Right, yeah, from a console. Because, you know, I have that projector. Oh, yeah. No, just I nice understand. To, anything I put on YouTube can also be seen on that. And sure. Just easy way to screen it without Fancy connecting over, over to there. <laughs> Uploading all your YouTube videos. Well, speaking of uh, YouTube videos, um, <laughs> this really demonstrates the power of Kickstarter. Uh, there's a Bolex camera, which is a really old-style camera, but they're trying to create a digital one. That shoots footage in uncompressed 2K RAW files. And maybe not everybody out there will know what that is, but let's just say it's a very high resolution uh, camera that a lot of film studios use. 
Um, now, it's been a while since film studios have used that. They kind of stepped away from it, started using 4K, and on from there. But they, they're looking to you know, get $100,000 for their goal. And in the first day of opening their Kickstarter, they raised $250,000. Wow. Yeah, and um, whether... I mean, I don't know who Joe Rubenstein is. He's the guy that brought this to light, but... Um, I, with that much money, he better have the capability to bring a digital Bolex to people. It's kind of like a pistol-style camera at, in single hand. And um, the goal is to provide this at $3,000 or less. I'm guessing you want one. <laughs> well, it'd be nice to have. It's just nice to... You seem like the type is what I'm saying. That's under the price of a lot of these DSLRs yeah. that are coming out. Um, like, they just announced the Canon MK3. That's a 5D camera. Um, very popular with uh, mini films. Mm-hmm. Mini films, you can't, you don't imagine they're shooting with these old DSLRs that you can buy sure. at Best Buy. No, I've seen uh, like behind the scenes of like recent stuff that you know they yeah. use like these tiny cameras. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. they're getting smaller and smaller. So they're trying to release. Yeah, a video I'm sure the porn industry is booming with the uh, <laughs> <laughs> smaller, cheaper cameras too. <laughs> well, and um, there's still 28 days left um, as of when this uh, article was picked up. Uh, but they got their goal, so... So they're going to do it. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, my only concern is, I don't know if this guy's uh, connected to Bolex, because, you know, that's a... Oh, well, that would be a... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's probably something you should concept? look into before you pay your money. Yeah, so um, we'll see. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing to say. And say, hey, I'm going to develop a camera based well, on an older one. Interestingly enough, this kind of leads into something I wanted to talk about. Which is uh, video game related because that's kind of my thing. But uh, Tim Schafer and the wonderful people at uh, Double Fine, which is uh, video game developers, they've done games like Brutal Legends, Psychonauts, uh, more recently uh, Stacking, and then like a long time ago, you know, they did like Grim Fandango. They have a very large following mm-hmm. of a very, well, I don't know about large because <laughs> their last couple of games haven't exactly like sold phenomenally. But they have a pretty good following of very passionate and loyal fans. And uh, they had an idea for an adventure game that they wanted to sell to a publisher. And because it's such a niche genre, the publisher did not pick it up. So they did a Kickstarter. And they were asking for $400,000 to get the game produced. And they would release it digitally on the computer like Steam. After the first day, they had already amassed a million over a million dollars, and after the month was over and the Kickstarter ended, they had a whopping $3.3 million dollars for their Kickstarter. Wow. Yes. Which is... Uh, 87,142 backers. Yeah. It, it's pretty amazing. It's, Must be nice. It's not only far <laughs> away from what they needed to make the game, it actually surpassed the budgets of some of their older console games. Like, even like... Uh, like Grim Fandango, which was a, a PC game uh, from, I guess, like back in the 90s, did not cost this much to make. They far surpassed uh, what they wanted to make on the game. And they said that uh, with the extra money, they're going to do like a documentary on the development of the game. And they mm-hmm. have all kinds of like projects planned that they can do now. Plus, they can pay everybody for their work, obviously. And, and they don't have to That's do important. it through a publisher that would tell them, you know, what to do and how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that this speaks volumes for uh, people with a following. But, you know, these smaller uh, companies that, you know, want to produce a film or an independent game, 
that might not, you know, have the backing of a larger publisher, you know, if they have passionate enough fans, they can get it done, like, six times as well as, <laughs> as they need to. So I, th- I think the point to take away from this is uh, everybody use Kickstarter. If you <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. If you no, have, not everyone has as much. If you have 87,000 fans. Uh, if you've done something that's worth it before. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, you know, they've, they've made games that people love. And right. that's why they have, you know, people willing to give money to them. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's very interesting in terms of what it means for the industry because right. it means that, you know, it, it makes it easier all of a sudden for smaller games with smaller followers. Like 87,000 followers, yeah, that's a lot on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. but you sell 87,000 copies of a game, that's you a flopped right. horribly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, it, it really speaks volumes. Yeah, they've had, um, they had four $10,000 donation options then multiple $1,000. So, I mean, when you start... No one's going to pay $10,000 for a game, but obviously someone could pay for the development of the game. Yeah. And get all the perks that come with it. Of course. And, of course, you know, on Kickstarter, if you back a game or any project for, like, Mm $10,000, you get a lot for that. You don't just get a copy of this game. You know, I'm sure they fly you out to the studio and and you get to meet everybody. Like, yeah, there's huge incentives for, Mm -hmm. for, you know, giving away that kind of money. So, yeah. That's awesome. But that's the news for this week, and turn it back to you guys for the wrap-up. Well, we're going to wrap up this first premiere episode of Geekly Dose. Oh, is it over already? Yeah, it's been like <laughs> nine hours, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, well, in the future, you guys don't have you know, don't expect every episode to be as long as this one. How long, do you, do like we you have said, a running uh, time of how long it's been? Um, it's been about... Two hours, 15 minutes or so. Oh, okay. And for anybody who listens to podcasts pretty regularly, you, you know that this, this isn't unusual at all. <laughs> it is too long for that somebody. <laughs> We're going to aim for about an hour. Yeah, yeah. that's We're going to trim the fat. But this was the premiere big time first episode, so, you know, sure. kind of opened it up to talk a little bit more. And then, you know, as we do more podcasts, hopefully we'll do more, and then we'll kind of find our niche time and everything will get a little bit more formatted and structured and et cetera. And if you guys want to, um, if anybody has any suggestions for music and things like that, we're always open to that kind of stuff. We're going to maybe get some music to lead into different segments, uh, et cetera, like that. But I'm not exactly sure what we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> Do we oh, have we'll we decided well, that? Yeah, we'll figure okay. it out. Yeah, whatever. Something well, happens. This one came shit. together really quick, too. I've got a couple things that, you know, we Yeah, there'll be some stuff. About, so. Maybe next time I'll actually do a review of a film. Um, sure. I'm not sure what that's going to be. Uh, yeah. Another idea for a segment I have is uh, I'll review, I'll, I'll watch a film, and then if that film has a remake, I'll watch that and compare the remake and the original. That sounds like a lot of work, uh, but if you want to do that, that's fine. <laughs> yes. That won't be every week, but <laughs> that'll be a special thing. you got to free up four hours in your schedule. <laughs> yeah. So good luck yeah. with that, Tim. But we've got a lot of exciting things and ideas and plans, et cetera, and hopefully you guys will stick with us to uh, until we can get a chance to get those things out. So I think it's been a pretty sure. interesting first episode. Everybody feel pretty good about it? Uh, we have a... Gotten the Geekly Dose email. It is oh, Geekly Dose. Oh, we got it. Email. It is created already. 
Man, yeah. this internet thing and technology. And <laughs> it's yeah, it's so fast. Who wants to go to a store and buy a book? <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't hear that, we now we actually have an official email account for the podcast, geeklydose at gmail.com. Yes. Send and us your ideas and suggestions. And right. we just so might talk about them. Like also, if you have any stuff. questions uh, that you want an answer to from people who are knowledgeable in, in, in geek and nerd culture, then we, we just might be able to answer it. But we probably won't. But still, <laughs> we'll give it a shot. In fact, if uh, if you send hate mail, we'll even read the best hate mail on air. <laughs> so get those uh, keyboards ready, folks. <laughs> and we, um, anybody want to say anything individually about their projects that they have working on? So, um, Stephen, you want to elaborate on anything? Well, no. I mean, you know, like I said uh, earlier, I am Stephen Nocentelli, and I have a webcomic uh, called Real Super, which can be read at real-super.com. Also, from there, uh, the website itself would have any links to anything else I might have coming out, any uh, videos or, like, writing projects. So, mm-hmm. you know, just keep an eye on that. And please send me your traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse yeah. uh, Jesse has a, uh, a little film company that he has and some projects on there. I'm involved in some of those. You want to? Yeah, yeah. That um, I have something, uh, Sigily Films, which you can find on, uh, on YouTube. It's S-E-I-D-U-L-E films uh i'm also trying to get this podcast uh network off the ground we're gonna try to do a couple shows um we have three in mind right now but are looking to expand even more than that and trying to get uh the people in the area involved because you hear a lot of podcasts um on the west coast or the east coast and we're just trying to get something done here in louisiana that's right um but anyway come back for that we got a another nerdy cast about hero clicks coming out uh, that includes a judge being on the panel, and uh, also my own podcast, Jesse Sigley Podcast. I'm just going to talk to people that I've grown up with or people involved in uh, various things around town and really just do a simple interview podcast. And mm-hmm. other than that, um, keep watching our films online at that website, and uh, more to come with that. Oh, sounds good. Check those films out. I'm in a couple of them myself. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the ugly one. He's <laughs> in the spot. Thank you. <laughs> as I said earlier, I, I also have a YouTube channel. Um, I do reviews of movies and games and stuff sometimes. Uh, it was pretty inactive for about a year, but I just got back on there again. Uh, Tim Dog three two six. Look me up on there and check out some of those videos, etc. And I'm always talking about things that a lot of things. I mean, I'll talk about a lot of things that won't be covered in the podcast. So if you just want to get some extra things and you know to pick my brain on some other stuff go check out that channel and i think we're going to wrap up our very first episode of geekly dose geekly dose oh such a bittersweet ending here but thank you guys for listening and uh we'll see you next time i'm jesse sigilly tim bridgewater steven osentelli hey come back next week and get another dose thank you guys (laughs) if we didn't die first (laughs)